MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Updates with Kathy Romano. And today is Thursday, the third day of August. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A member of Drexel University's men's basketball team died on Wednesday, school officials stated. According to the university, Terrence Butler, a rising junior in the College of Engineering and a member of the men's basketball team, passed away in his on-campus apartment. Mm. On behalf of the entire Drexel community, we extend our deepest sympathy to Terrence's family, friends, and teammates. In addition to being a student athlete, Terrence was involved in numerous activities and organizations at Drexel and was a friend to many throughout the university community, a portion of the message from the university said. There is no word yet on how Butler died. Uh, he was from Upper Marlboro, uh, Maryland, and is survived by his parents and two sisters, both of whom also played college basketball. The six foot seven forward was also named to the Coastal Athletic Association Commissioner's Academic Honor Roll last season. Off the court, people on campus say Butler was the kind of student that everyone knew and everyone liked. School officials say very Various mental health and counseling resources are available to students during this time. Uh, but as of right now, no word on what killed him. Horrible. Wildwood Mayor Pete Byron was sentenced to three years of probation and ordered to pay a $20,000 fine after he admitted earlier this year to aiding and assisting in the preparation of false tax returns. The 67-year-old learned his fate before a federal judge in Camden on Wednesday. From January 2017 through December 2018, Byron served as commissioner for Wildwood and was in charge of the revenue and finance departments. In 2017, authorities say Byron worked for a law firm as a salesman while serving as commissioner for Wildwood. According to the letter sent by the firm to Byron, the Wildwood official was to receive an annual salary from the company for his work. Authorities say he received over $40,000 in payments, but he never reported his earnings to the IRS for the calendar years 2017 and 2018. And you're supposed to do that, you're right? Supposed to do yeah, that. You have to do that, yeah. yeah. That's the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in March, he pleaded guilty to two counts of willfully aiding and assisting in the preparation and presentation of fraudulent tax returns. After his sentencing on Wednesday, Byron said that he had no plans to resign as mayor, a position he has served since 2020. But his legal troubles are not over. On Wednesday, he and two others were indicted on charges of official misconduct, theft by unlawful taking, uh, tampering with public records, and falsifying or tampering with records. But what are you going to get me on? Everything? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. Authorities allege the trio fraudulently participated in the state health benefits program when they were not eligible. As a result, Wildwood and the program paid over $608,000 in premiums and claims on behalf half of Byron from July 2011 through October 2021, the Attorney General's office said. Wawa is trying something new at a store in Philadelphia's University City neighborhood. It's called a digital experience format. The store, located on the 3300 block of Market Street on Drexel University's campus, features no shelves, just in-store digital touchscreen and Wawa Associates behind the counter. So customers can order ahead using the Wawa app or through the in-store screens. This location will allow busy customers to place their orders and get their purchases faster than ever fulfilled by friendly Wawa Associates, a spokesperson said. Uh, Check that out. I don't get it. Hang on. You you can't take anything off the shelf. No, so basically you're you're ordering and uh, you're just picking it up. The Wawa employees are are bagging it for you and you go and you pick it up. Okay, so there's nothing. Okay. Is it primarily to go food orders, right? Uh, 
Uh, no, I think they're like I think it's the, the shopping for you. Uh, yeah, I think okay. if you want, I think it's whatever. Oh, all right. Carries. It's just probably uh, my guess is in shelves behind you know the doors or whatever. Sure. Where the well, Wawa employees are so basically people can't shoplift. Uh, maybe that's a case. Yeah. You know? Maybe that's yeah. part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Uh, so the store was closed for six days to complete <clears throat> the renovations. It reopened on July 26. Wawa says it's currently getting feedback from associates and customers on the new shopping experience. I know. So I do the the live commercials for Acme, and we talk about the uh, you know how you can order ahead of time, yeah. drive yeah. up and go, and stuff like that, where uh, the associate will carefully bag and select your items <laughs> for you yeah. and place them. Anyway. Um, I've never really thought of doing that. Um, we do it. You do it. Yeah. Because I always, there's a couple other things. I exactly. Wanna, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And something that I know, <laughs> that'll be an impulse buy, whatever. And I, I'm always forgetting things. I never, you know How what I mean? How are you going to pick up yeah. those cheese pops? Well, yeah. You do it down the shore. <laughs> okay. So yeah. you, you do that when you're talking about grocery shopping, right? Yes. You know, it's funny because I, I do the same thing as you, Preston. But like if I'm ordering from Dunkin', for example, I like ordering ahead on the app oh, because yeah. then right. it's waiting for you when yeah. you get there. And so I think I'll try... The Wawa approach, because, so, you know, that seems like uh, something to be up my alley. Because okay. uh, to me, it would seem to be, it make total sense for ordering prepared food. food. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, way, yeah right. Normally, when I go you to Wawa, do that. I yeah. know what I want. You know, if I go to the grocery store, then I like browsing a little more. Well, right. it's like, so the only time I'll do this uh, is, I mean, I like the, the mobile orders, like Dunkin', all of that kind of stuff. That, to me, when you're just, you know what you're getting. But um, I will do this at Target, but only if I've been there earlier in the day and I forgot something. <laughs> Then I don't want to go in a second time. The employees yeah. be like, oh, my God, she's yeah. back. Exactly. So the other I, do the, back, folks. <laughs> I do the drive up order uh-huh. and that's where I do it because I do like to browse Preston. Yeah, <laughs> it's part of the fun. And, yeah. you know, it's, it, you always and then. But, you know, the worst mistake to make is is when you go and you're hungry and you go to the supermarket. Oh, oh yeah. Well, that's a disaster. And I'll shop and I know I'm like, I know I don't need these cookies, yeah. but yeah. I'm still getting them. Do I need this big foam cowboy hat? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so while was it's. it's seems like it's a test and they're going to see how it works and they're going to see how the associates and how the customers feel about shopping right, cool. this way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In sports this morning. The Phillies lost to the Marlins 9-8 in 12 innings last night, Miami. The Phillies jumped out to a 5-0 lead and were up in the 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th innings, but couldn't hold on for the win. Jesus Sanchez hit a bases-loaded single with no outs in the 12th as the Marlins rallied from a five-run deficit and came back twice in extra innings for the win. The series wraps up this afternoon, and the newly acquired Michael Lorenzen will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 12-10. The Union will host D.C. United in their League's Cup round of 32 tonight at Subaru Park. The match is set to begin at 8 o'clock. And re- retired quarterback Tom Brady became a minority owner of Birmingham City, a club in English soccer's second-tier championship. The seven-time Super Bowl champion quarterback entered into a partnership with Birmingham's owners, Knighthead Capital Management, and he will become chairman of the advisory board at the club. Brady became the second newly retired NFL star to take on an interest in English football in the last three months. J.J. Watt became a minority Minority investor at Premier League side Burnley in early May. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. The day has arrived. It is this very evening. The Preston and Steve Belly Flop Championship is taking place. And we're going to have a wonderful day to do it. Like I said, 84 degrees are high temp, partly cloudy skies. 
We're all set for this event. You can join us. It's 6 to 8 p.m. Even if we just to make a last-minute decision to come on over. And by the way, uh, free admission to get in. Oh, there's, yes. there's no charge. And the pool is open for pre- and post-flopping. If you want to go for a swim, you're more than welcome to do it. It's uh, a great pool. Doors open at 5 p.m. Yeah, and it's it's got this beach-like atmosphere. There's actually sand there, and there's cabanas and yeah. tiki bars, and you can come out and join us for free. Just If you even just come and hang out for an hour, whatever it is. Or if you want to make a night of it, do that and go over to the casino and yeah. just tear it up because there's plenty there for you. But we are all going to be there tonight. And I was speaking to a specific person yesterday. Pierre Robert is coming to the scene. He is! Oh. Awesome. Yes. Now, I don't know if he'll be able to be one of our judges. I don't think we can guarantee he would make it there in time. <laughs> we have to have that caveat. But he is intrigued by the um, the creation of the Pierre Burger, <laughs> which is the uh-huh. vegetarian hamburger. It's going to be sold. I need to find out which uh, food truck that is that's doing that. Marissa, do you, oh, you don't know. Or, so, let me know if you have the info at some point. There's that. There's a smash burger uh, that's going to be available and some other stuff that sounds fantastic. Excellent. I'm very much looking forward to this tonight, 6 to 8 p.m., Come out and be a part of the event. Oh, my God. Hebrew Hammer. We're looking at a video of the Hebrew (laughs) Hammer right now with Uh with Uh his Borat bathing mankini. Uh, Marissa? Kristen, they have a food truck that's set up there all the time. All the time. Just the Valley Forge uh, Beach. And there's a few other items. I haven't listed on the website if anyone's interested in. uh, They're fans of the show. Okay. For sure. Oh, really? They're, they're named after our program or yep. after the radio Ooh. Yeah. I just knew about the Pierre. Yeah, that to me, that's all I needed to know. Outstanding. All right, so free of charge tonight, starting at 5 o'clock. Please come and join us. We have a few things going on today. Marlon Wayans is checking in. He's going to be performing at Parks, the Excite Center, on Saturday the 12th. So we'll chat with him. And our buddy Tom Papa is actually going to be in town. He's at the, uh, he's in Delaware, at, oh, at the Freeman Arts Pavilion. Uh, in Shelbyville. Oh, really? Shelbyville. <laughs> oh, hey. In Shelbyville. Delaware. So Is that, uh, that's a real place. We'll talk, yeah. to, we'll talk right. to Tom a little bit later on this right next to Springfield. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, let's take a break because we've got a lot to get to today. The entertainment report is on the way. A stupid question, as of course you know, you'll have a chance to win some freebies. So we'll be back in just a moment with it all on this fine Thursday morning. Hang out. Throughout all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying, Open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Winning Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborn diamonds. Well, you're right, but Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborn diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The stupid question this morning. We will give away a family four-pack of tickets with meal vouchers to the three ice championship game on Saturday, August 12th at the Wells Fargo Center. And the question we will ask this morning is which part of the body is affected by, I'm going to try to pronounce this correctly, All right. uh, bl- uh, blepharitis? Blepharitis. Blepharitis. I'll spell it for you. B-L-E-P-H-A-R-I-T-I-S. What is that song you used to sing about breath? Take a breath. Take a breath. Breath for wisers. Let's see if you know the answer to that. All right. 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go through the birthdays being celebrated on the third day of August. And uh, we will start with a gentleman who is celebrating a milestone birthday today. You can give him fuel. You can give him fire. You can give him zubba zubba za. Give me fuel. Give me fire. Give me that which I desire. James Hetfield has his birthday today. Uh, he turned 60 years old. I like that guy. Yeah? Yeah. What is it you like about him? I don't know. He's uh, He's been through a lot. He assesses himself. He tries to improve himself. He's tried to uh, mitigate and handle his anger. Yeah. And I think he's making good uh, good strides towards that. Yeah. I've shared, uh, shared the story before, but uh, the coolest band that I've ever met at a meet and greet, and I'm not a huge Metallica fan, but those guys, especially James and Lars uh, and, and uh, Robert Trujillo, took the time to walk around and talk to everybody there. Love it's it. Good and, stuff. And hear yeah. all of their stories about why Metallica means so much. That's really endearing. And they, they don't have to do that type of thing, and they did. Nope. That's good. That's good to hear. So happy 60 at the James Hetfield. Uh, he celebrates a birthday along with Martha Stewart. Ah, I bet you they dated. And Martha Stewart turns 82 years old. Listen, she hangs out. She's best friends with Snoop Dogg. So I wouldn't doubt that she's got people in every corner of every creative endeavor. Isn't she friends. a Sports Illustrated girl this year? Yes, yeah, she was she's in, in the, the calendar. Yeah. And, uh, or the issue. 80, 82, well, 81 when she did that, looking unbelievable. I mean, she was a model before yeah, she, she was. got into the uh, the hospitality, or, or what would you, the lifestyle, I guess. Is she, is she uh, an icon to you, Kathy? Because you're all... Arts and crafts and All arts activities. And, yes, yes right. for sure. So she is uh, 82. Happy birthday. Uh, a friend of one Mr. Pierre Robert and WMMR, Ed Rowland, lead singer and guitarist of the band Collective Soul. And he celebrates, he was born in the exact same day, date, I should say, uh, as James Hetfield. Huh. He is also 60 years old today. That's a coincidence, right? Um, that's a, uh, Collective Soul is one of those bands where you're like, yeah, you know, the decent level rock band. And then you go through their songs and you're like, oh, that's a great song. Yeah. Oh, that's a great song. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. another great song. It's just like one after another. Just a Agreed. steady rock band. So happy birthday to Ed Rowland. Also turning 60 years old today is Isaiah Washington from Grey's Anatomy. 
I have not watched more than five minutes of Grey's Anatomy, and it's 51 years on TV. It turned into one of those things that, uh, like, the younger generation, like the high schoolers, were going through and watching on, I guess it had to have been Netflix at Binging the time. Binging Grey's Anatomy? Binging Grey's Anatomy, uh, yeah. Um, along with Isaiah Washington, Evangeline Lilly. Ah, uh, we know Lily. from Lost, obviously. Uh, and the Ant-Man movies. She's really good in those. Yeah, she's uh, 44. I like her with the longer hair yeah. better than the really short crop. She was good in The Hobbit, too. Um, They they created her character for the movies. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But um, she's solid. Uh, I agree with you on the longer hair, by the way. Happy 44 to Evangeline Lilly. Uh, Director John Landis brought us some amazing movies. Genius. The Blues Brothers. I mean, come on. (laughs) Animal House. Hello. Trading Places. Uh, American Werewolf in London. I mean, just great movies, period. One of his, uh, his, I believe his earliest movie is a movie called Schlock, which is sort of a quasi-horror movie about this uh, missing link creature that escapes and is rampaging through L.A., and it's very funny. Schlock. Schlock? Schlock? Yeah. Yeah. Been slacking on on that. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, he's 73. And then you have Martin Sheen. Oh. Uh, wow, he turns 83 today. We were just talking about him yesterday. Uh, we talked about, uh, yeah. yeah, that movie, The, the, the Believers. Believers. Oh, yeah. The Believers. Right. That's right. I forgot about that. Uh, it's hard to believe that he was in our studio. He man. was with Emilio Estevez. Yeah, that was really cool, man. You know, uh, uh, Nikki, uh, Casey's playing this because of Apocalypse Now. Oh, my God. Uh, which is a trippy-ass movie. Um, and he's amazing. And he had, he had a heart attack. It was so oppressive. The heat. Right. He had a, a heart attack during the filming of the movie. They had to take a like a four month break, and he was a young dude then. Oh, he was in really good shape, but yeah. everyone was just getting destroyed by the environment. Uh, he is eighty three years old today. All right, um, character actor John C. McGinley, uh, who's been He's in great. so many things. Office Space. Yep. Uh, he's in Office Space, like you said. Also, uh, Scrubs. He's yep. a regular on there. Uh, he's in the movie Platoon. I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> yeah. also, I got a bad oh, feeling. Got break. Point Break. Yeah. Yeah. More child, seriously. Yep. He was in Point Break. He plays the, uh, the I guess, the, the chief or whatever. And uh-huh. uh, he and Gary Busey's character bang heads a bit. Is he the young, dumb, and full of... Yeah. That's his line. I believe yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's great. He's a guy that you'd love to hate him. Yep. He's 64 today. Uh, it's Tom Brady's birthday today. Oh, no. talking about it. Tom Brady turns 46. What were you saying about uh, him? He is now bought into a uh, soccer team. Has he? Yeah. yeah. Kathy just had an interview. Uh, I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, which uh, soccer team did he buy into? Was it? Is it a... Birmingham. Yep. Birmingham yeah. City? Uh, Alabama? It, no, okay. no. It's in England. <laughs> second right. tier. All right. Well, he is uh, 46 and uh, he's got more money than all of the people listening right now put right, together. Yeah, right. And now he's going to get more money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mamie Gummer. <laughs> Gummer? What a name. Uh-huh. She is the daughter of Meryl Streep. Hi, Grandma. <laughs> uh, hey, Gummer. Hey, Gum Gum. Uh, <laughs> she was just in something. Uh, Gummer? Gummer. The Gummer was, yeah. Hey, great. Oh, man. <laughs> My Meryl Streep's my mother. I'm a gurning champion. Do you ever list of credits, Preston? John Adams, Evening, Stop Loss, and Taking Woodstock. Ah, uh, taking the movies Woodstock. mentioned here. So uh, she's too fast, too gum. Uh, she's forty today. Uh, Ryan Lochte, the Olympic swimmer, uh, dummy, Amora, yeah. turns uh, thirty nine years old today. Yeah, he's uh, you know, Amora. <laughs> <laughs> 
So show. he's 39 today. Yep. Also, speaking of Olympic swimmers, we had, uh, you know, Brendan Hansen is uh, from the Haverford area, and he was a uh, big-time uh, Olympic swimmer. And right. there is somebody is breaking all of his Delco records. I could jump off the high dive. So we we may have another Olympic swimmer. Really? Hansen, oh, uh, cool. from the area, yeah. Oh, and Nick pulled up this birthday. I did not realize it was her birthday today. She was just here not that long ago, and she was a sweetheart in our studio, Lisa Ann Walter. Oh, yeah! From Abbott Elementary. Love her. And uh, loads of uh, movies and other shows. Uh, she was so much fun. Mm-hmm. You know what? Like, she mentioned that uh, years ago, Brett Michaels had hit on yes. her. Yeah. And she, she's an attractive woman, but in earlier on, she's a knockout. Smoking hot. Yeah. You can tell. Not that she's nothing to sneeze at now. Oh, and then the final birthday today, turning 56 years old, is a gentleman named Gizbutt. Gizbutt? <laughs> oh, yes. Gizbutt is a British musician, lead vocalist and lead guitarist for Janice Stark, best known for being the live guitarist for the band The Prodigy ah. in the late 1990s. But I'm we mainly fan. mention it because his name is... Is giz butt. <laughs> is and, it giz or jizz? Uh, I would go with jizz oh, just for jizz com- comedic I, effect. I mean, I, don't I, know. I hope it's giz. Well, no, I, Nick here, it, it, the, the name giz comes from the character gizzard puke. Okay. Oh, so I think man. gizzard is a word and jizzard is not a word. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Gizzard. Gizzard puke uh, appeared on the Kenny Everett show. Oh, no, that's kind of over it. So, all right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, which part of the body is affected by. Blepharitis, 215-263-WMMR, and we will go to Ron, see if we can get the answer. Hey, Ron, good morning. Where's this, Senor Zitinarito? Ah, Buenos <laughs> Dias. Yes. Uh, hey, which part of the body is affected by uh, blepharitis? That would be both your eyelids or one eyelid. Uh, eyelids. All right. yeah. Correct. <laughs> Kathy? I think we've diagnosed you. <laughs> yeah. You should look I that up. Yeah, they had that? swollen eyes recently. <laughs> you got to cut me, Mick. Look up blepharitis. Is that why you did that? I, it is. I, no. I saw it, and I'm like, this is perfect. <laughs> All right, so hang on, bud. We're going to set you up. You got a family four-pack of tickets and meal vouchers and three ice championship games Saturday, August 12th, Wells Fargo Center. Uh, for a limited time, you can score tickets for just 10 bucks. Go to 3ice.com to take advantage of this special offer. Uh, that's the number 3ice.com. She called up pictures <laughs> of sufferers, and then she recoiled in terror and quickly changed the page. Really? I can't look. It's not what I have. A lot of them are, like, oozing. And yeah. like, oh, I gotta see that. Shut and, um, you know. All right, I'm gonna hang on to that. It's kind of like that. pink eye. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it looks a little bit like that. All right, I got me some entertainment stories to pass along. We'll start with this. Leah Remini is taking the Church of Scientology to court. Interesting. That is a it's a big step. Herculean battle. Oh, yeah. Well, they because they have deep, deep, deep <clears throat> pockets. That's how they got past everything. They have a basically a lawyer army ready to go. Yeah. What um, L. Ron Hubbard found out, and if you watch the Going Clear Scientology uh, documentary, is that religion is where the money is. Yep. When you're tax free, mm-hmm. and you can ask people to give it to you because they they better give it to you, or they're not going to get the hereafter that they want. Right. They will fork it over, and that's exactly what's happened with this, and they have lots of cash. And by the way, when you watch these documentaries and you see Elrond, I hate that guy. Like, I don't like the way he looks. I don't like the way he talks. You know, strange like, and, person. And how, like, like, how did he get all those followers? I, I don't get it. I well, don't get it. Throughout the history of mankind, there have been people who have followed other people for various reasons. In this case, though, yeah. I wonder if. <clears throat> 
She's been so consistent, and she she knows where bodies are buried, basically, because she's been in it mm-hmm. for most of her life. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. I'm filed, curious. Filed a lawsuit on Tuesday accusing the church and its leader, David Miscavige, of harassment, defamation, and surveillance. Remini is, of course, former member of the church Scientology. She joined as a child in 1979 and left in 2013 and has publicly spoken out about the church since. Um, so she said in a statement, for 17 years, Scientology and David Miscavige have subjected me to what I believe to be psychological torture, defamation, surveillance, harassment, and intimidation significantly impacting my life and career. And I believe that I am not the first person targeted by Scientology and its operations, but I intend to be the last. Hey, good for her. She wants that to be over. And still no word of Miscavige's wife, right? Like, nobody has seen her in ages. There was. Recently, I believe there was a spotting, Preston. I remember because I I sort of committed it to uh, memory. Must have been recent, Steve, because there's an article on people. Yeah, it was very recent. Okay, so so, uh, early July, it said that she hasn't been seen publicly since 2007. Right. Uh, But but I guess that's Mm. uh, changed. Now, mind you, that was one news source that I saw, so that could be totally incorrect. But Mm. that was the last thing that I heard about that. All right. Well, we will. Uh, we'll see where this goes, and uh, if she's and uh, can you know make the needle move a little bit, we'll see. Jessica Chastain spoke with Vanity Fair in an interview published on Tuesday about how playing certain roles can affect actors' everyday lives. Uh, the eyes of Tammy Faye actress said that her friendship with Oscar Isaac, quote, has never quite been the same since the pair worked on scenes from marriage together. I, so if I get this correctly, the way they were in the movie and their roles kind of... It was hard for her to process. Is that what she's saying, basically? Yeah, she said that it was it was intense dialogue that yeah. they were playing out. So she said, "Scenes from a marriage was very tough." And I love Oscar, but the reality is, our friendship has never quite been the same. Mm. Uh, she and the actor have been friends since they attended Juilliard together in the early aughts. That's kind of sad. She said, "We're g- she said we're going to be okay." But after shooting the show, I was like, "I need a little bit of a breather." Uh, there was so much "I love you, I hate you" in that series. So <laughs> some of it got you know real. Do you remember? And I, I know you love the footage of them on the red carpet. Oh, yeah. Uh, So it seemed like they were, you know, getting along famously at that point. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think they dislike each other. No, I know. They just need a little bit of a Do you think they hit each other? That they hit each other? Right. No. But I have a story about being each other. Damn it. I don't want that. Hang on a second. Let me find that. Um, Vanessa Kirby and Joaquin Phoenix are acting out on the set of Napoleon. The narrative focuses on Napoleon Bonaparte's hot and cold relationship with his first wife, Josephine, and the fallout from the couple's torturous divorce. And in one particular heated scene, Phoenix even delivered Kirby an unscripted slap. Whoa. Speaking to Empire Magazine, the stars claimed that the ability to shock one another (laughs) to shock one another was the secret to their success. Uh, Kirby said we were using the real words from their divorce in the church. When that happens, you can faithfully go through an archival reenactment of it and read out the lines and then go home. But we always wanted to surprise each other. Um, It isn't hard to imagine that the dense period drama like Napoleon might collapse under its weight. So the actors sought ways to inject some life into their scenes. And that means trusting each other to make creative decisions that might verge on violent. Kirby said... um, It's the greatest thing when you have a creative partner and you say, right, everything's safe, I'm with you, and we're going to go to dark places together. And Phoenix, meanwhile, gave props to his on-screen paramour for her gumption. He said, look, whatever you feel you can do, I said, uh, shame with you. Uh, whatever that what does that mean? I don't know. Oh, he's He's an actor. He's just rhyming. Uh, So Phoenix said (laughs) that... This bud's for you. uh, (laughs) 
They gave each other license to slap or pull each other during high-octane relationship scenes. Wow. Uh, Phoenix elaborated. Probably during the street racing scenes. She said, you can slap me. You can grab me, you can pull me, you can kiss me, whatever it is. So wow. we had this agreement that we were going to surprise each other with that. We should, we should have that agreement here. Apparently he hauled off and <laughs> popped her one. Right? So. Kissing each other, slapping each other. Sure, why not? Yeah. Surprise me. You know, Preston, I know you've gone over and, and you were in uh, Vienna and you learned about the Habsburgs and, and, and the family. And, yeah. and, and Napoleon figures prominently into all of that as well. And the thing that you take away, one of the things I think you probably took away as well, is how much... Arranged marriages oh, yeah. worked into history. Yeah. How often that was a preemptive move mm-hmm. to stop invasion. It happened with Napoleon. His name was brought up a number of times. And basically, what the, the families would do is have as many kids as they could yep. to marry them off as a, a form of a political persuasion. Yeah, you know what? Uh, series does a lot of that is Game of Thrones. Right. Is They use it for political gain. That's for, it. Uh, yeah, it's... it's Arrange. Yep, that's absolutely how it works. So, um, But uh, this movie looks like it's going to be pretty intense. It's so. Ridley Scott. It should yeah, be damn good, yeah. yeah. Um, so, on Wednesday, uh, an episode of the Let's Talk Off Camera podcast, Kelly Ripa... Ripa! ...detailed the awkward experience of having her daughter, Lola, walk in on her and Mark Consuelos having sex twice. <laughs> unfortunately for Lola... Here, stay around. <laughs> unfortunately for Lola, both incidents took place on her birthday. Oh, oh my gosh. Eight years apart. Well, maybe that's a the thing they do. How well, old? Wait, so how old was the kid? She was eight when she walked in on them the first time. Oh, that's traumatizing. Uh, while the family was vacationing in Italy, and she said, I encourage him to lock the door, and he tells me he did, talking about Consuelos. Yeah. All I know is, at a certain point, I made eye contact with my eight-year-old daughter oh. who was standing at the foot of the bed. <laughs> now, the second time was on Lola's 16th birthday. <laughs> she said the same thing happened eight years later on her 16th birthday. Same exact thing. She threw open the door. This time around, Lola was devastated. So she, the 16 would be worse. Uh, you ever you understand have, a little bit more? You ever catch? Oh, God, no. No. Okay, my so parents, I, I have. Yeah. And Oral. I saw my grandmother topless and my mom, <laughs> mom? giving a Hummer to my dad. Oh, no. And I, I, it's Look like at his every, face now. I'm like, <laughs> I can't even process. Even now, I'm, I'm in the room. Uh-huh. It's like, it's like you know, it's like a minority report experience where I'm seeing everything and I'm like. <laughs> Rochelle and, and I were very close to getting busted like two weeks ago. Well, you uh, blasted yourselves on the intercom in yes, the house. Yes. They were too young to understand. Okay, yeah. They just thought you guys were playing around. But now we, we almost got... They thought you meant the real Eiffel Tower. Full on bust. Why is this so traumatizing for us, though? Like, it really no, shouldn't no be. One wa- I know, but no one wants to see that. And, and so I was, when I caught the hunter, I was... 17? 16? Oh. Yeah. Listen, yeah. about a month ago, I had to I had to say, was this the No, this is the same incident. Almost got walked in on and then got interrupted the second time. And I'd go, can you just give us a few minutes? I'm about to sh- I'm going to shoot. <laughs> I'm about to shoot. <laughs> no, but I, I said it because I'm like, I'm yeah. not even met. You yeah. know, the first time around, it was like, okay, maybe they're just getting undressed or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the second time, I'm like, I don't care. I don't care that you know. Leave us alone uh-huh. for crying out loud. Preston, what's with your kids? <laughs> Can you film? just give us I'm, a minute? They're trying to make love and I'm trying to film it. You keep interrupting. <laughs> 
That's it. We need Regis to yeah. block. As a security man. What's your reason for being here, wow. young man? Um, so her, she recalled her daughter saying, oh, my God, life is over. I used to see in color, and now everything is gray. Oh, yeah. I, How I, could I, you I do this to me? What's wrong with you people? I will say, um, yeah. I think maybe gr- Grandma Topless was, was more impactful. Okay. Yeah. I, I think what I find funny about that and her saying that is that the, the, the shaming of uh, having sex is supposed to go from the parent to the child. Right. Not from the child to the parent. But I wait. I don't follow. What do you mean? Yeah, like if you were to catch your child doing the same, you would, you know, shame, shame. Yeah, you know, not the the other way around. It's usually that it's it's rare that the kids are shaming the parents or that they're feeling shame. So she said that uh, the moral of the story is she never learned how to knock. Hopefully, by the time she's (laughs) twenty four, we'll be done having sex. Though, how good are the locks on your doors? Jamie Foxx paid a special tribute to his sister, uh, Deirdre Dixon, on Instagram on Tuesday in honor of her birthday. Alongside a photo of the actor wrapping his arm around Dixon, Fox wrote that he would not be here without her following, of course, the undisclosed medical complication that he has, has left him hospitalized or had left him hospitalized in April. He wrote, happy birthday to my beautiful sister. You are magical and you are beautiful and you are the courageous lioness. Uh, and he added, and without you, I would not be here. Had you not made the decisions that you made, I would have lost my life. I love you forever and ever. Happy birthday, sis. So he's been candid and he said that he is going to expand on what happened to him, but there was a fairly decent um, length video of him talking about the experience, about his gratitude uh, for everyone who sent well wishes. He specifically mentioned his sister and, and, and other family members. He firmly believes they literally saved his life. Very so, curious. Yeah, he was mm. right up to the precipice. Yeah, I am curious as well. All right, here's the follow-up on Zachary Ty Bryson uh, from Home Improvement. Brian, sorry. Brian, uh, his fiance uh, Johnny Faye Cartwright, is showing her support uh, for the Home Improvement alum amid his legal troubles. Uh, the 30-year-old model said that she will, quote, always want what's best for the father of my children following Brian's arrest last week. So it, this is not the gal that um, is involved in the uh, lawsuit clear or in the uh, the criminal case. This isn't okay. So this isn't she wasn't attacked by him. This is his fiance showing her support. She said, trauma can bring struggles in many shapes and forms. It's hor- a horrible situation that's going to be spun in so many ways. I've learned firsthand the truth will never align with what's been put out there. She said, I ask everyone to please re- be respectful of our privacy for the sake of the children and our family so the healing process can be in. Because they haven't identified who it is yet. Right. So okay. that just makes me assume that it wasn't her. I, I don't know the specifics. I don't either. I, I, would, I would see domestic violence as a red flag. Uh, the pair who got engaged in November 2021 are parents to three children. He also has uh, twin daughters with ex-wife Carly Matros. Uh, he was arrested. Uh, arrested. I'm sorry. <laughs> arrested. Boner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Boner. <laughs> he was arrested and charged with fourth-degree felony assault, third-degree robbery, harassment in Eugene, Oregon on Friday. Where was that, Preston? That was in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, he was previously charged with a similar assault in 2020 after allegedly strangling a woman. He pled guilty to two misdemeanor counts in 2021, was sentenced to 36 month of bench probation and had no was to have no contact with the victim as well as uh, the other standing conditions of domestic violence sentencing. So during that last news, sorry, I said boner. <laughs> oh, you got a boner. <laughs> How about that? 
So I wish we even talking about anything that sounded like boner, and yet I said boner. Like a boner. <laughs> so I don't I don't know what the story is. I don't know who the victim is in this. I mean, he clearly thing, has so. a, a massive problem, and, and as you said the other day, he's got to get his ass right. Yeah, man. Or else throw his ass in jail. All right. Elsewhere. Uh, former Bachelorette Gabby Windy. I love you. Um, appeared on The View yesterday and revealed that she is currently dating a woman. Oh. As a public figure, she told the panel that uh, she is has decided to share this information in this way because she didn't want to, quote, live and not be living my full truth. All right. And she said, I don't want to do that to myself. I don't want to do it to my uh, girlfriend. We have what Whoopi said. The uh, Dancing with the Stars alum also shared photos of herself with her girlfriend, whose name is Robbie Huffman, to Instagram and sa- and wrote, "Told you, I'm a girl's girl." Boner. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta quit snorting, man. I've been doing that a lot lately. Boner. Boner. I just, I, 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 about 20 minutes ago, I said boner, and I can't get it out of my mind. It's cracking me up. We'll get back to that family burning in the fire. <laughs> boner, where did that come from? All right. Uh, as romance rumors continue to swirl around Jennifer Hudson in common, oh. one thing is for sure, the Dreamgirls actress is fond <laughs> of the Come Close singer. TMZ spoke wasn't, with... I'm sorry, wasn't common just with Tiffany Haddish? Oh, I don't know. Were they were they a couple for a little bit? Uh, TMZ spoke with the EGOT winner about the pair's rumored relationship on Tuesday. Uh, she said, rumors say a lot of things, but he's a beautiful man. I will give you that. That's for certain. Mm. So I don't I've know. watched a bit of her. She handles her talk show fine, but it is like every other talk show mm-hmm. that's uh, on during the day. I don't give it... Um, much time. I've never seen it. Jennifer Hudson has yeah. a talk show? Yeah, she's okay. a talk show. She, it's very Ellen-esque. Does she sing on the talk show? She a little bit. Not okay. just into like Kelly Clarkson, which okay. is constant. She knows she, Kelly does Kelly-okey. That's right. She does. Lindsay Lohan shared a mirror selfie to Instagram on Wednesday, providing fans with her first update since welcoming a baby boy to the world last month. And she said, I'm so proud of what this body was able to accomplish during these months of pregnancy and now recovery. Having a baby is the greatest joy in the world, she wrote. Uh, she said, my OOTD lately. I don't. Outfit of the day. No. Thank you. <laughs> You knew that? Yeah. Thank okay. you. Our, our, t- yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> our teen member of the show. I know uh, I know anagrams. My my OTD lately is my Freedom Mom postpartum underwear. Boner. <laughs> <laughs> she said, because I'm not a regular mom, I'm a postpartum mom. I'm all right, I'm gonna say this. Uh the pictures of her where she's le- she's let herself uh, not to go. She's being she's being more natural, I think, in these pictures. She looks, she looks quite good. She looks happier. Again, I really like her Netflix Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Love is Blind alum Nick Thompson spoke with the Daily Mail recently and said that he regrets appearing on the show. He said, I lost my job last November and I'm having an incredibly hard time finding a new one. He said, I burned through my savings that uh, cash out my 401k. 
I've got two months left in the bank to pay my mortgage. I can't get a job because people don't take me seriously. I was a VP in software for five years, so it's not like I don't have a track record of experience or success. He went on to say that appearing on the show, quote, ruined his life completely. Wow. That might be a little bit of hyperbole, but um, it it might have made it more difficult. I mean, I... Rochelle had watched some of Love is Blind. I caught little clips of it here and there, but... Are you like the the douchebag on the show? You know, because sometimes that can ruin people's reputations if they take that role in reality programming, you know? Uh, And it's funny you should bring this up. I just watched a documentary about extreme home makeover. Okay. And the slant of this documentary was how many families were destroyed by that participated in the show. And the. From the results of the from new the house? From the results of the new house. What? Because what happened was they would go into these neighborhoods and build this house right. that was fabulously, you know, appointed. The taxes would go up. Uh-huh. Okay. Then a lot of times there were these rooms in the house that were tailored to family members, but that were like you when you did your thing and you had the, 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 the splash Black. in your kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Made so it hard to then sell. Then they couldn't sell the houses to cover their, their yeah. debts. We had somebody on who, who talked about it and said, yes, that's absolutely true. This happens a lot. I believe that. Uh, and also, a lot of times in uh, uh, in neighborhoods, if you're if you have the like the most sexy house, exactly. It's not as easy to sell, exactly. You know, yeah. if it's in a, if it's in a less than attractive neighborhood, and right. yet you have this estate. Yep, it's so hard to sell. There was a whole list of houses, and 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 the people were sort of sheepish too about it because they're like, all these people came together to do this nice thing for us, but like. It was horrible. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is a documentary? Yeah, it's a docu- I'll send it to you. It's on okay. YouTube. Yeah. All right. Uh, finally, he, he said that he wishes he could just go back uh, to having a nice life that I had built for myself instead of wondering whether my mortgage is going to get paid. So he's blaming the fact that he was on this mm, show uh-huh. uh, to kind of ruining his maybe financial don't, life. don't go on those shows then, maybe. I don't know. Well, interesting. Um, let's touch on the strike a little bit. Uh, Deadline reports that the Writers Guild of America is scheduled to resume talks with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, which is the AMPTP that you've heard about on Friday. Right. They wanted to wait until after the Billy Flop Challenge? Of course, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the This comes three months after the WGA first began striking on May 2nd. The Guild said in a letter to its members on Tuesday night, we'll be back in communication with you after sometime after the Belly Flop Championship. No, after <laughs> the meeting with further information. As we've said before, be wary of rumors. Whether there is important news to share, you will hear directly from us. Boner! Uh, the uh, chief negotiator told the outlet that there hasn't been any movement on their end. Uh, this is of the uh, uh, SAG-AFTRA and said we have not heard from the AMPTP since July 12th and they told us we would not be willing to continue talks for quite some time. Something tells me that if were they to conduct these things, because a lot of times they're in you know kind of these bland rooms where they're having these negotiations go on. Yeah. And they, you mentioned Game of Thrones. What if you did that kind of negotiation in a room with lit torches along the walls? Oh, yeah. Like add some gravitas to it, right? In, in the Red Keep. That yeah, would there be you awesome. Go. I think that's a great idea. We'd add some drama right. to the whole thing yeah. for sure. We're here to discuss residuals from Hulu. <laughs> 
By the way, celebrities are showing up in droves to support their fellow actors. Deadline reports that following in Dwayne The Rock Johnson's footsteps, a list of stars who have donated a million dollars to the foundation now includes Meryl Streep. You know, she's the mother of uh, Gummer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gummer. Uh, Oprah Winfrey, George Did and Amal. say your name is Gummer? George and Amal Clooney, uh, Luciana and Matt Damon, Leonardo DiCaprio, Hugh Jackman and Deborah Lee Furness. Matt Damon. Nicole Kidman, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. Um, you're going to play a little tribute oh, to them, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Davis! Jennifer Lopez. Apologize to Jennifer Garner and her pool boy, Ben Affleck, for incorporating them into my fantasy. Was the skull sealer there, Preston? Uh, the apologize <laughs> to anyone apologize. who's been by my fictional creations, Chris Lagan, the philosopher of evil, and the skull sealer. Well, okay then. Uh, also, Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively, Julia Roberts, and Arnold Schwarzenegger as well. They've all been ponying up. So. Yeah. Uh, one more quick story. Uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, Scream fans can now look forward to a seventh film in the franchise. <laughs> Christopher Landon has been tapped to direct the pick, taking over for Matt uh, Bettinelli Alpin and Tyler Gillette, or Gillette, I guess, uh, who directed the last two films. So there's going to be a seventh So one. you're going to... The one, the Jenna Ortega's in the last one, right? Yeah. I don't know what she... I believe she is. Okay. Love uh, her. Yeah. I uh, The series, I, I kind of enjoyed the first one, didn't really enjoy the second, and that's where I tapped out. Yeah. Like, I've never been a massive fan of it. Once you get past the conceit that it's sort of a meta take on horror movies... Oh. It kind of wears thin. I saw a trailer for what looks to be... Like one of the stupidest movies I've ever seen, which then might actually make it successful. All right. It's called Slother House. Slother House. Is it a sloth? It's about a serial killing sloth. Oh, okay. (laughs) No, not that sloth. Like like the the three toed sloth. Oh. Uh, Is this like Sharknado type of? It is. No. We're looking at it. It's not. Cheesy for the sake of cheesy, like those movies are. It's just, it just looks dumb. Uh, and uh, so, <laughs> let's put that on your radar now. So I did. Slother House. I watched the Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Did you see that one? No, nah, I saw clips of it. it. So it's trying so hard to be, yeah, culty. Yeah, that it's it's terrible. That's probably what this is like right. too. But it, you can do it. And do it right, like Violent Night. Right. Or you can try too hard and then kill it. But the sloth in this looks too much like, like a stuffed animal. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, so. It'd be a terrible killer. They're so slow. I know, and that's they're probably having fun with that. I got you. So, yeah. <laughs> they do have those claws. All right, let's. Uh, if you walk into them. I do like a sloth. Yeah. Let's do the clips here. Poisoned, the Dirty Truth About Your Food is an expose of the food industry and its role in the spreading of foodborne illnesses. And here, food safety expert Bill Marler shares what he hopes consumers will gain from the new documentary. I think anything we can do to uh, you know hold companies accountable and hold our politicians accountable um, you know, is a really good thing. And I think, you know, for those that watch the movie, you'll see the work that's being done. And I think that'll help people, you know, decide, you know, to sort of step up and help. I'm going to eat, God damn it. When I was in uh, junior high, we, we learned about the jungle. Yeah, oh, yes. Now, I didn't read it, but yeah. I, I read about its impact. Right. 
Um, did you ever read it? I did. Was it good? I it, it was for school. Yeah, was that that? I mean, it it's Paul cast on it's it. It's fictitious, right? Yeah, it's a fictitious story, but it opened up yes the doors about uh, cleanliness and safety and all that in the food industry. I've right? since seen a number of documents. There, there, so much of it is right. There's a whole bunch of horrible things that go on in food preparation, and yet, and I know it, and yet I will sit down and eat an Oreo. You, like, well, you, yeah. you pick your battles. I mean, listen, if, if you're talking about mass production, yeah. You can't be perfect. Yeah. It just can't be. You can get as close to perfect as you can, but there's going to be things along the way that happen. Look at the story, and I don't know if you're going to get to it, Preston, but I'll, I'll blurt it out here. The uh, the the uh, uh, influencer who died eating an all-fruit diet, and she, yeah. she basically starved herself to death slowly mm-hmm. because she was not eating properly. She, she was going to try to evade all of this stuff, all of this mass-produced food, and, and eat naturally and just eat fruit and so on and so forth, and she starved to death. Mm. So there you go. Poisoned, the dirty truth about your food is available now on Netflix. Here's our next clip. Passages is a steamy new NC-17 drama from director Ira Sachs. Bobby Light. And in this clip... Boner! <laughs> Boner! And in this clip, he explains what's really behind the film's seductive scenes and erotic themes. Love. Like, really wanting to make a film about love and its complexity and intimacy and wanting really to make a movie in which the audience feels very close. What the move, what they do in, in front of the camera is is quite um, aesthetically and erotically and emotionally engaging. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Passages. Okay. <laughs> Passages comes to theaters ah. tomorrow, by the way. All right, and there you go. That's our entertainment report for you uh, this morning. All right, well, uh, we're going to have uh, Marlon Wayans on the program this morning. Yes. We're going to have Tom Papa on the show today as well. They Two both, goodies. They both have shows coming up in the area, uh, so we'll chat with those guys a little bit later on, but let's go ahead and take a break and come back in a second and get to other things when we return, so stay with us because we will not be gone long, friend. Tonight at 6, it's the Preston and Steve Flop Championship at the Valley Forge, Valley Forge Casino. Watch as 12 MMR listeners take the plunge for a shot at the cash prize. Plus, wear your swimsuit to take a dip in the pool, pre and post flopping, and enjoy a special MMR-themed menu at the food truck inside the Valley Beach Poolside Club. Doors open at 5. Must be 21 plus to attend. Join Nick McElwain tomorrow from 8 to 10 at the Beer Garden in Eakins Oval for a special Pearl Jam theme night. Powered by Milk Boy. Check out the Oval every weekend, Friday through Sunday, for family-friendly events now through August 20th. Sponsored by Parks and Rec and the Philly Parkway Council. Hang with the MM Army Saturday from 2 to 4 at Rita's of Mayfair, 7112 Frankfurt Avenue for an MM Barbecue ticket raid. Enjoy your favorite Rita's treats and enter for a chance to win a pair of tickets which will be given away every 15 minutes. Some of us have, uh, have had a rough start to the day. Uh, I woke up at 2 a.m. <laughs> for no particular reason and just laid in bed for like an hour, hour and a half trying to trying to go back to sleep. That didn't happen, so I left early. I was just going to come in. All right, I'll come in. I'll, I'll get a jump 
on some work. I'll get some stuff done. So this time. will work out. This yeah. will work out fine. Whatever. I'll just, you know, I'll be tired <laughs> later on today, but I'll get some things done. And then uh, there was an overturned vehicle on the Google Expressway, and I sat in traffic for a half hour, which never happens right. at 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, so that was the start of my day. And then I get in, and Nick comes in and tells me, that someone stole his food out of the refrigerator in our break room. Not cool. Not cool, right? Mm-mm. Super I mean, we, not cool. We use that as a placeholder for your lunch, your snack, whatever it may be. And what what uh, was stolen, Nick? Uh, every other day, I like to go to Wawa and I get two pretzels and two bags of the apples that they sell, the little sliced apples. Mm-hmm. And so I did that uh, two days ago. Uh, yesterday, I had the first half of that. <laughs> and then I put it back in the fridge. And so, it was. It, listen, it, the, the thing that annoys me the most about it is that's all it was, a freaking soft pretzel and some apples. And, so you were and, expecting it to be there. I, and I, yeah. so I get it. In the morning, and uh, the first thing I do is uh, I see Steve as he's walking in, and I go to the fridge, and and uh, it's not in there, and I'm like, "Well, it's got to be my fault. Like, well, I, it's missing. I, I just can't see it. It's, <laughs> there's, no, there's no way. There's well, no way. You were out of the studio, but we may have solved the mystery. Oh, uh-huh. and Kathy knows something. I, I don't think that anybody stole it. Oh, did it get tossed? Well, so yesterday I went into the kitchen, and there was somebody in the kitchen using the microwave, and she was like, oh, my God. She's like, I just spilled my soup all over the microwave, and she was cleaning it. She was cleaning out the microwave. She goes, and right after Bill Weston cleaned the whole kitchen. Uh-huh. So I was think. It, was it refrigerator purged? Day? I don't know, but Listen. I think, I know that he, per her, I know he right. cleaned the kitchen. He may have gone into the refrigerator and also cleaned that. Two, out because we know that periodically. Two things. There is a sign on that fridge in this kitchen yes. and then there's one in the, in the other kitchen, the newer kitchen that we have that say uh, the fridge may be cleaned out periodically, which is fine. I can accept that. However, it had been in there for less than 24 <laughs> yeah. hours. It sounds like it's trash at that yeah, point. Right. Mar- Marissa w- pointed out that very fact to address that sign. Oh, I think I saw it like on a television show that said this fridge will be cleaned out every third Thursday of the month. Right. That's like give acceptable. a date. It's not randomly. You can't just ri- like yours had been in there for less than 24 hours hours it's, and yeah. probably got tossed. It's no. a soft pretzel and friggin' apples. and it, like <laughs> Not for nothing, but I was looking forward to it this morning. <laughs> I yeah. can commi- I can tell you I walked into the room. I was going to uh, just start conversations. I always say hi to Nick. We chat a little bit in the morning and I saw a young man standing <laughs> in an open refrigerator <laughs> and I knew something was wrong. Steve, I went I back. I could read that look and I'm like... This is not good. I checked, the, I checked like three times. I, I'm, I'm still stuck in this sign. It literally has like a biohazard like mask on it and says like whenever I'm annoyed, I'm just going to clean this out. Right. So like mm-hmm. put things in here at your own risk. At the, the shared refrigerator in our office with all of these employees. Eh, good luck. I know. There needs to be a specific day. Yeah. 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 That's, so I, I like, that's not cool. Uh-huh. I like the notion of the, like the third Thursday of every month. That yeah. There you know that you have a, a time frame. Well, because... Because here's the problem. It's not, there's no designated person that cleans it out. So the periodically is like whoever opens it is annoyed and happens to decide they're going to yep. clean the fridge that day. Yep. But this is the reason I have, this must go back to my, I think it goes back to like college years, maybe even before that. My brother's like eating my food, but I don't trust anybody with anything. Like I would never put anything in, in a communal fridge or, and if I did. You have it, your own fridge. But uh-huh. if I did, it would be like, it would be 
contained in like my lunch bag, not a right. plastic bag because that can get tossed. Like my lunch bag, I, I, if I can embroider my name on it, <laughs> yeah. I will because not that I want my food that much, but I just don't trust anybody else. Like uh-huh. it's going to get taken. It's going to get thrown out, like whatever it is. Now, I, mind I, you, I, I, I'm sorry. I, no. I understand the impetus. Like I, I'll go in there sometimes and like the sink, clearly somebody poured something into the sink yeah. and didn't just run the What, the, just run the just, 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 like so, so those little things that will annoy you over time, or cleaning the coffee station or that area, or even just making coffee in general—that's another story. But so I get it when it becomes overwhelming. But <laughs> the fact you just bought it and it's thrown out yeah. like eleven hours later—I don't mind uh, yeah. uh, uh, somebody cleaning the fridge. I don't mind somebody keeping order in there. Um, but I think Bill's a little OCD about this, and oh, and that's just yes. not, now we still don't know if Bill in fact did it. Come on, let's well, blame, let's do, just blame. I know him. we are yeah, assuming. Yeah. Do we do we do we call him? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. 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 And by the way, whoever the person was you ran into in the kitchen, <laughs> they had spilled soup. Could you imagine the yeah. conniption? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to kill you. Soup spilled in the kitchen. I mean, I, he threw away Chuck's soup. What are the because- cop cars up front for? <laughs> he, he didn't like the look of soup bowl, so he threw that away. Yep. You know, that bothered him so much that he's throwing away other people's property, and now, now he's tossing my pretzel. We, yeah. we could maybe, be. We maybe, could, maybe, yes. Yeah. And then we have right. to, yes, I mean, it's possible. And I would understand Bill's desire to clean out the fridge every once in a sure. while. He's taking, and, and you're very, mm-hmm. we're all accommodating to that. But again, I think a regular time Steve, yeah. interval. So, um, to me, a Wednesday is not a good time for it either. It's middle of the week, you know, and like, maybe on a Friday or even a Sunday night or Monday morning. You should whatever, come like, in Sunday night. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, maybe a Monday is a good day because yeah. Yeah. maybe Start stuff is left in over the weekend and our part-time staff is probably not going to, if they they might accidentally leave something that's going to stay in there all week and they won't get to it till next week and that can be tossed out because by then, you know, it's it's... <laughs> It's damaged. Have, goods, have, but have you used the refrigerator? And so I use it every day. Nick was mentioning the. Uh, so we have a new cafeteria area that's lovely, mm-hmm. uh, and it has a refrigerator. In it. I've never, I, I've never done anything in that area at all. Oh yeah, I don't go into that. I one. don't go into there's that. A, one. There's two fridges in there. I think. Right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Them? Yeah, I looked yeah. in both today. I think, <laughs> think maybe just got moved it? around. In the hopes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we have that, and if anybody wants to share their yeah. office fridge thing, feel free. Two one five two six three WMMR, and then we have a whole other subject, yeah, involving food, right? With Casey, and this this has taken place over time. Do you want to share? Yeah, well, I'm actually annoyed that it took this long to talk about it because I straight <laughs> up had like crap stolen off of my desk. I well, had we, a- we were hoping to set up a sting operation, but it's passe. Here's yeah. the deal, and I, I can still facilitate that. Just you know, I, I have a, a camera, but we did actually mention what was happening on air in passing and not give it this attention. I don't believe we did. I do not believe we did because because uh, I'm, I'm livid about it. And <laughs> I had a I had a, a bin of uh, blow pops, lollipops. Right. And slowly but surely, um, the blow pops just started disappearing out of the bin. And then one day, uh, the entire bin was just gone. I think there might have been one or two blow pops left. And so... This is Casey's designated workspace. In our studio. In the studio. In the studio. And we're the only ones that... This is the Preston and Steve studio. We're That's the correct. only ones who use the studio. Yeah. And I believe, uh, if my memory serves me correctly, that Connor checked old video. And like, let's say <laughs> the show on Friday... Ben was there behind me 
because you can see it in the camera shot. Right. Okay. And then Monday, gone. It was right. gone. So, so you had a, what was the bin made of? So was it pl- clear it plastic? Was, so or? It, I repurposed it. What okay. it was, was a... Uh, menstrual cup. It was a menstrual cup. It was big. <laughs> it was big. It was for a great big person. Yeah. It yeah. didn't work for me, so I gave it to you. Now, you know those uh, little pretzel nuggets that have the um, oh, yeah. peanut butter inside of them? Yeah. yeah. So it was one of those. It's a decent I, container. No, yeah. So yeah. I'd, I'd eaten all of the pretzels out of that. And then I put this really cool Delco sticker on it. Yeah. Uh, and then I filled it with the, uh, I had a bag of blow pops Wait and I filled it with that. You so you had actually decorated, decorated this container, yeah. and someone threw out your decorated container, or they stole it, or they and, stole and it, sitting in their house somewhere. So you had the blow pops in there. How many mm-hmm. do you think were in there to start? Oh, to, like an entire bag of them. Okay, you know, thirty, like twenty or thirty. Yeah, like, okay, like, at now, least. Yeah. So now I, I I got these old Tootsie Pops, right? So it was right. a, like a bag like that. Okay, right. it started uh, yeah. like that. Casey, I'm sorry if you said this. Did you have to? Were they uh, in the desk or on top of the desk? Right there, where Alf is right on now. On top, right in the yeah. corner. I, I would see them every morning when I walked in. Yeah. yeah. And you just, I, Kathy used to just stand there and go, mm, I, I love, love these. Pops. No, no, uh, no. So no I just, slowly but surely, I, one by one, you probably didn't notice for a while. No, because I was taking them as well. Like, I, you know, okay. I might have, I don't know, maybe two or three lollipops a week or something like okay. that. So they were slowly, but like. Not extravagant. Not extravagant, but they were, I was like, man, this is, I'm not eating these They're that fast. Disappearing at an accelerated rate. Exactly. And then. The entire bin was gone. And I was like, this is a bunch of crap. Yeah. Are you furious? You are furious. Yeah. Yeah. It's not your stuff. It's not yours. (laughs) However, though, if you have candy in a dish on your desk... Mm. Isn't that inviting people to take If some? someone is not there at their desk, no, I would never do that. No. I, I, but I, just I, I will yeah. say if someone has a dis- what appears to be sort of a communal thing, and I, there's some, I will ask, for example, Gunner mm-hmm. has a, uh, yep. a a bowl, uh, Kevin Gunn. Mini chocolate bars. Uh, mini chocolates. And, I, yeah. and sometimes I'll say, may I have one? Yeah. yeah. And there we go. So, oh, wait, um, hold on. And, and like one or two, or if it's a communal communal dish, you don't finish it, and then you don't take the, the dish. container yeah. that it the was in. The container was and gone. Why not this, your computer? It was right next to it. Yeah, This studio is like, it's it's kind of a private yeah. office. Right, yeah. it's not communal. You, you have right. to make an effort to come in here. Yes, right. the door is hard to open. Yes, yeah. And there's <laughs> no is. reason to come in here if we're not here. You know, we should have the same rules that they have at the Library of Congress. You cannot come in here. Yeah. Like, you talk about skiffs, you know? Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you, you gotta come in here with, with a guard. Yeah, so Trish Long uh, in our sales department has a container um, of Dove chocolates. And uh, I was over there talking to her. I was like, ooh, Dove. She's like, you can have one. She's like, they're, they're for anybody. She's like, I, I barely even touch these. And, you know, they're basically they're there for everybody. But but you still ask. Well, I, if she, I'm not going to go there right now. She's not in work. I'm right. not going to go to her desk and be like, ooh, don't mind if I do yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, feminine hygiene products. Ooh, yeah. uh, ooh. Now you're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't do that either. It's it's inappropriate. That's why the notion of, of uh, grabbing <laughs> stuff this way and the balls to throw away or at least steal the container yeah. is outlandish. Or, you know, like, how about, like, being in somebody's house and, hey, you know, have stuff with whatever's in the fridge. And then you just come back, like, three days later and they're not and even there. Like, you just said. <laughs> um, Help yourself. Let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Do you have a list of suspects? Well, I thought it was Jackie Bam Bam. We, like, from the very beginning, we were like, okay, it's Jackie. But we've 
you confirmed it's not, right? Well, Because Jackie's got a track record with stealing pens and chewing on them. And he also has a massive sweet tooth. Uh, have you asked Jackie directly? I have. And what was his he response? Said, he said no. Didn't he, he also lie. say no to the chewing of the pen caps? He, I think did. he did, yes. And then we also found the graveyard of chewed Dude, up pens. On top of uh-huh. that. <laughs> so I don't necessarily oh. trust Jackie. Jackie's honest, though. He is He is yeah. wonderfully childlike, though, and I believe if caught might. Yeah, yeah right, right. Like he'd kind of laugh yeah. about her and be like, right. you caught but me. Also, the container was taken and tossed. Yeah, that's rude. It's not just the lollipops. The entire container is gone. They were like, oh. here, let me finish Casey's key and yeah. then toss his container for him. That's yeah. like if you if someone invited you to go into their refrigerator and you ate all the stuff you wanted, would you throw out the refrigerator? No. No. Makes no sense. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we're going to we're going to come back to the lollipops. We have someone on the phone line now. The investigation continues. Yeah, and he doesn't right. know why he's on. Oh, right. no. I, I think uh, Marissa woke him up. So, line. Uh, let's go. Uh, man about town, are you there? Uh, good morning, Preston. <laughs> good morning, bro. Be serious now. Yeah, to wake you up? No, I'm, I've been up for quite some time. Okay. Were you by any chance cleaning out your refrigerator? <laughs> <laughs> See, no, no, I did hear a little something about a, a missing sucker. All right, no, that's, that's not that's what, not you. That's, yeah. that's not what we're we're confronting you with, I guess. Uh, so, <laughs> may I just ask him directly. Ask yeah. him directly Bill, because just, we we want to give the option, and, and absolutely, we, there's every possibility it was not him. Did you clean out the break room refrigerator yesterday? No. Oh. oh. I'm going to issue apologies. a blanket apology, uh, Bill, because I, I we thought maybe you had thrown away uh, some stuff that was in there, including a soft pretzel and apples that were mine. And so uh, we, I, I think I preemptively blamed you, and I'm sorry. Well, but you were also, I'm going to have to stick up for you here a little bit. You were very fair. You didn't, you said there's every possibility Bill didn't do it. Right, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. But you yeah, were, you were, uh, the reason you were a suspect, Bill, I'm sorry to interrupt. The reason you were being, a, you were a suspect, Bill, is because uh, somebody was uh, mentioning yesterday that you were tidying up the, uh, like, like very much cleaning up the uh, the kitchen, uh, the break room, uh, and doing it very passionately. A, a pot, I was brewing a pot of coffee. It takes about three minutes. And during that three minutes, I could stand idly by, or I could, like, clean up the counter, which is what I do. By the okay. way, okay, yeah. on the front of that refrigerator, it says, yes. don't keep crap in here because it could be cleaned out at any time. Good so, point. We think we have an, a, a, we have an, an addendum. Issue. Yeah, we have an issue with that because if that is indeed the case, if Which someone is, went in there to, to with the with the uh, intent to clean out the refrigerator, they had thrown away some freshly bought stuff that was put in there by Nick, and that's not cool. So we were thinking that that needs to change to a specific day of the month, a la the first Wednesday of the month or something like that, so that people, you know, you may not know that that uh, was just placed in there, that item, you know? Strange as it seems, Preston, I uh, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Ding, ding. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about another, here's another option for that. Maybe to put something on top of the, on the fridge door that would hold post-it notes and a marker where you could put the date of whatever you are putting in the fridge on your food. I, I, I think I, that's good. But Bill, I'd also go one step further. I would encourage the employees to do a Kathy has said a personal container instead of a baggie is probably going to be a bit more secure if you put your stuff in the fridge. Because then it's yours. Then it's yours. And it's not just looking like trash in like a Wawa bag. 
Yeah, well, maybe you just eat what you bring that day and don't put in there something for long-term storage. Well, long-term, I, I, I don't disagree with, yeah. but the next day, it's, that's not long-term storage. And yeah. and listen, yes, it was in a Wawa bag, but that doesn't automatically make it trash. It if somebody's keeping it in a fridge, yeah. no. you know, that's just something that's being stored for, well, I don't know, tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And I think that uh, the whole personal container thing is only if you're bringing regularly. If you just happen to make a quick stop off because you forgot to or grab press something, in. it should be able to stay in there. Soup. Yeah. Or soup. Bill, how do you feel about soup? We heard there was a soup incident in the kitchen yesterday. There was actually soup spilled, Bill, right <laughs> after you cleaned up. And she was like, I, 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 Bill was just in here cleaning, and now I made a mess. I have to clean it up. I saw her putting it in the microwave, and it foiled over. I yes. just turned and walked away. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the soup. I don't want to see this. <laughs> Okay, well, you see, listen, we, we, we believe you. That, that still remains, though, somewhere in this building is a pretzel thief. Mm-hmm. And, and we, an apple thief. And an apple thief. And a lollipop thief. And, and, and a lollipop. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, the, the, my God. Mm-hmm. The company's going to hell. And we're saying there are there are less and less people around now. We definitely know. Yeah. Who took, but, like, who does that? Who takes somebody else's little... Apple slices out and is like this is what I want to eat right now. Like it's not yours. I know it's it is a loathsome activity at it's work. It's cool. and it's it's it been for forever since office buildings have existed. This has been a conundrum and, and a problem. And it's not like you can't get food anywhere else except for that refrigerator. There are several vending machines, Paganos, shows. Like there are, you don't have to leave this building at all to find any kinds of food. So if you guys were to take bets, do you think that my uh, pretzel and apples got uh, thrown away or stolen? I'm going to say stolen. Um, I think no. thrown away. Oh, well, what, uh, what's the rest of the fridge look like? That's what I was going to say. Uh, it's relatively clean. Preston has his uh, reusable containers in there. But and, cleaner uh, than yesterday? Did you notice? Not really. I mean, there wasn't a ton of stuff in there yesterday, so Bill, I, don't, I don't know. Bill, when was the last time you cleaned the refrigerator? Years ago. I helped Tony Perone <laughs> an oozing, festering mass off the second. Oh it was disgusting. It no, was like yeah. a, we a commend slime. you. No, we understand. You're absolutely right. We we did definitely support the cleaning. And the thing that Kathy and I were bringing up is when somebody just pours something into the sink and then doesn't run the faucet to wash it down the drain. That's these these little things, these little courtesies. So we get it. We just uh, in this case, I think if we can do a set date that people know is yeah. going to uh, be the the great purge, that will that would uh, make things a lot. More copacetic. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad you thought of me as your Felix Unger. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else for Bill? No, we can let All you right. go. Yeah. All right, Bill. We'll let you go. Sorry to bother hey, you. Take the day off. Santa's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. Enjoy the day, Bill. <laughs> Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's gone. He hung he up. Hung up. Yeah. 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 Oh, my he was God. Like, wow. Um, Do we check with our new garbage disposal to see if maybe he ate it? Oh, no. Because uh, he, no, he walked out Kyle. with an entire Kyle. Pizza Hut pizza yesterday. Right, he okay. had no need for uh, Kyle. Nick, or... Kyle makes you look anorexic. Yeah. <laughs> It's in, what, in his consumption, <laughs> there are. If you ever see those, the footage of like those old Polynesian tribes where they go up and there's there's a, a mouth with a fire burning in it, 
and they're hoisting yeah. food into it. That's Kyle. You know, so, I've never seen an appetite like his. It is if you watch like Brad Pitt movies, so many of the scenes that he's yeah. in, he's, he's eating. eating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like maybe it's an acting crutch for yeah. him. I'm not really Michael sure. Michael J. Fox used to do that all the time. Did he really? Yeah, on Family Ties, he was constantly eating. And that's like whenever I see him, I'm like, what's he got? In, oh, well, oh, he's eating uh, chips now. Oh, he's eating a pizza now. Oh, he's eating. Uh, yeah. Kyle has, to- has told us about his his metabolism. He needs to take in tons through, of calories. It's through the roof. I'm yeah. jealous. Yeah. He's in great shape. So. Yeah. So, uh, when I was in college, there was our fraternity had two suites, 110 and 103. 110 was the party suite. 103 was the hangout suite. So they had a fridge in the middle of the suite, not just in the dorm rooms. A communal fridge? Well, uh, they mistakenly used to leave beers in there. So we oh. purged the beers oh, out of yeah. 103 so often and so many times that they decided yep. to piss in several bottles you of, this. of Boone's Farms oh, no. years ago. Oh, yeah. I know. Uh, and we <laughs> stole the bottles of Boone's Farms out of the refrigerator. It's kind of a cool idea. It is. Yeah. So I am, and I'm not saying this. Uh, to, uh, I was the only person who was one of the thieves that didn't actually drink the piss. We were sitting in my drink room. Drink the piss. Dude, Dude, we're in my room. <laughs> I mean, it's straight out of like that Saturday Night Live skit. Like, oh my God. So somebody drinks the piss and they're like, this doesn't taste like Boone's. It's like Har- Harlan Williams. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, but like, <laughs> I think like four of us drank it. <laughs> And then finally, somebody's like, I think this might be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh and, and then my friend, I'm not going to name anybody, but like my buddy got, he was mad at the people for pissing. I'm like, dude, nope. we, we got what we deserved. Absolutely. We stole yeah, from yeah, them. Yeah. Most definitely. And if you didn't steal from them, <laughs> you, you would have had no issue. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Nick, next time, piss on your okay, pretzels. Okay, all right. Yeah, piss on your, your pretzels. <laughs> Throw them in there. Uh, this text that came in concerning our fridge getting uh, cleaned out, it says, Oh my God, this is the very reason that I was fired what? from a job. I had the gall Fire. to complain about my stuff being thrown out. That's from Wendy, uh, Wendy, who's checking in from Estelle Manor. Yeah. Uh, so she got fired for what? complaining about st- her stuff getting stolen. That does not seem right. All right, let me go to some calls because yeah. people have been on hold for a long time. Let me go to Bob first of all. Hey, Bob, thanks for hanging on, bud. Francisco, that's fun to say. Oh, my man. Francisco. That is fun to say. Um, so, Francisco, that's fun to say. Hey, Bob, what's your story, man? A uh, place I used to work, a couple different things. I had a personal refrigerator, and somebody kept going in it. So I put a lock on it. They turned around and cut my cord. <laughs> I wasn't there one night. So I was a little pissed about that. But uh, guys, it, it was a mechanic shop, and the guys would leave stuff on top of their toolboxes and it would disappear. So one night, everybody, all the mechanics got together. They swept the floor up. Guy left a bottle of Coke on top of his toolbox. They dumped all the stuff from the from sweeping the floor and some oil in. Whoever did it drank that stuff. Oh, but you, ne- you never figured, somebody did it and, and drank it, but you never figured out who it was or did you? We never figured out, but everybody kind of 
knew who it was. Okay, uh, so right. so for yeah, me, the, was, the, the, the thing would be fine to, being able to finally say you. Like, confronts the, cause whoever, like you have a personal fridge, and they're cutting the lock on your fridge or cutting the wire. I mean, that's, that's well, robbery. Let me ask you this, Bob. Did it stop after that happened? Um, uh, it kept on for a little while. <laughs> no, that it didn't work. <laughs> it's a pedestrian guy. It, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, thank oh, you, Bob. Man. Appreciate it, See, man. that's so, why it's not fulfilling. You it, want to catch them. Uh, or if you can get it to stop, at least, it would be great right. to know who they were. But if it stopped after that, I could see that being a bit of a success. Uh, I will go next to Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Good morning, ma'am. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. What's up, Jeff? Uh, we... Uh, the Gale Fridge, like a lot of places, and we hired a new worker, and one day I always bought a box of the uh, Jimmy Dean breakfast sandwiches. Yeah. I kept it in the freezer. I come in one day, I just bought the box like a week ago, hadn't had any, put my hand into the box, and felt nothing. And mm. took the box out, they were all completely gone. So they ate everything <laughs> and left the box for you. Yeah. Let me ask you. Like my kids. Let me ask you, yeah. Jeff. Right. Did you write your name on the box? Not that you had to do that, but did you take any effort to identify that it was your personal sandwich stash? Not at all, because we've never had that issue before, and we've all been pretty much. The, the, we all have this rule that food is off limits if it's not. Like, we all take care of each other. Right. I know. Right. I, I think, I, I honestly, as crazy Thanks, as it Jeff. is, I think you got to do like that. Whether you're writing on the box, at least take that step or <laughs> embroider the box. <laughs> Seriously. By the way, Casey, you're right, saying like my kids the other day. I was having my coffee. Sometimes I like to have a little cookie with my coffee, something yeah. sweet like that. Uh-huh. I walked in. I'm like, there's a box of cookies right there in the pantry. <laughs> I, it's the only box of cookies in the pantry. I go up. I pick it up. I can tell by the weight. <laughs> Nothing in it. <laughs> Nothing oh. in. My taste buds uh-huh. were already in first gear oh, yeah. and ready to go. Uh-huh. I was so pissed off it's about so that. So disappointing. Uh-huh. Uh, it, you, you have relayed over the past <laughs> year, I'd say conservatively, two to three hundred stories <laughs> in the bizarre file about people... Using samurai swords on people that have taken cookies from them. That's That's what it can drive you to do. I'm going to go to, this looks like a bit of a confession here. Uh, I'm going to go to Poe. Hey, Poe, good morning. Hey. (laughs) What's up, Poe? Hey, what's up? Um, I do have a bit of a confession to make. I worked in an office for about eight months, and there was this big, juicy ball of delicious mozzarella in the, one of the fridges. A little and, fresh mozzarella, huh? Oh, my God. I just couldn't help myself. I, I, it sat there for about a week, and I ended up finally breaking into it on one lunch break. Um, I ate the whole thing at once. Oh, my God. And uh, then about 20 minutes later, I hear, dude, Where's my mom? (laughs) You know what? I really don't feel too bad about it because the guy whose mom it was was, like, literally the worst person to work with. Okay. Um... If it was anybody else, I would have felt really bad, but I, I kind of just giggled and laughed it off. And uh, You were were able to process it, yeah. And never fessed up, right? 
No, and I and I quit that job like two months later. So. Okay, so, yeah. so he he's he's going back and he's seeing the mozzarella. He's the new guy yeah, too, man. Uh, yeah, uh, shouldn't have done that, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's cool that it happened to a D-bag, but that you shouldn't have done that. Wait, yeah. Pope, have you ever shared this story before? Is this your first time confessing? Yes, this is my first time confessing. All right, if you're out there listening and you had a huge bowl of mozzarella, so <laughs> yeah. Poe did it. Poe did it. Uh, wow, Thanks, man. Bo. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, here's Lindsay, the texter. Uh, oh. Who checked in uh, about uh, the, the food being stolen. Hi, Lindsay, good morning. I thought it was Wendy. Oh, no. Hi, Lindsay. Are you uh, there? It is, it is Wendy. It's oh, Wendy. Okay. okay. There yeah. you go. Hi, Wendy. Hi. Hey, no, well, I had food thrown away by my boss, mm-hmm. now an ex-boss. Uh, he would randomly empty out the refrigerator without telling anybody. So, and then once we complained about it, he sent a nasty email telling everybody that it was his company. Mm-hmm. He was going to do as he pleased. We were all a bunch of babies for complaining about it. So a real people person. Up. Yes. Oh. Uh, very bipolar. Yeah. Oh, man. My company, and I'll eat whatever's in here. That is just... Well, not... He didn't eat it. He just threw it away. Throw it oh, he threw away. it away. Okay. Oh hey, Wendy, I'm not asking. I don't want you to do this on the air, but uh, if we put you on hold, can you tell uh, Marissa what company it is so I can make sure that I never, ever um, <laughs> uh, patronize their business? Yeah, they they sell fish memorabilia cases. <laughs> well, then never mind. I'm all for it. It's the CEO of Blowpipe. Yeah. <laughs> so you, did you end up losing your job because of that, Wendy? Yes. Yes, I did. And and what were the grounds that they said uh, to fire you? Uh, the grounds were insubordination. <laughs> Come on. What? All right, let me ask you now. Be honest. I responded, was, was there a- I responded to that nasty email in kind. Oh, to okay. To company. Oh. And well, that might have been an issue. And told me to get the F out. What did you, how, how, what was your response like? Do you remember? Uh, my response was, uh, thank you. I can't say a yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. but no, no, I mean, in, in the email, when you responded, what what had you said? Uh, I told, I basically said uh, that. You're stinky. I was, t- I was tired of, uh, I'm trying to remember, it's been a little while. <laughs> I was tired of losing my, my pro- you know, my items and, that I pay for and that he was creating a toxic work environment. All right. Okay. That he should be ashamed for, you know, because he told us we should be ashamed for complaining about losing items. And I told him he should be ashamed for creating toxic work environment. Wow. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, if you can't just say, listen, I got it. All right. There's an issue with the thing. Here's what we're going to do. Blah, blah, blah. You don't, you don't just <laughs> rip into the employees, yeah. especially mm-hmm. if it's clearly a concern to multiple employees. Yeah. But yeah, look, you're all the better for it now. And one of the funny things was he actually put up, they put up a sign as to and dates when they were going to clean out the refrigerator so you could remove your stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and then he would just get a bug and go and empty not, it. And not See, do it on he those was days. violating yeah, his cool. own rule. Not cool. Wow. Right. Not cool. No, Thanks no, for sharing, Wendy. So happier. All right. <laughs> good. Appreciate love it. You. Bye. Bye. Love, I love you, too. Too. <laughs> Um Wow. Some people, man. You know, I have a bag that has uh, a pretzel and some apple slices. Let's <laughs> send it to her. 
yeah. One last story, and then we got a break because we have uh, B-File and a guest coming up. I'm going to go to Will. Hey, Will, morning, buddy. Good morning, good morning. How's everyone doing? Great, man. All right, you got something to tell us. <laughs> so let me just paint a, a picture for you. It's the summer of 2017, midsummer. It's really hot. <laughs> I'm working for a concrete company, breaking out concrete, and I'm living with a group of friends. We got a refrigerator where we all put our food in, and I like to buy that prepackaged turkey for my lunches. Sure. So every day I would come home, and the turkey would be miss, missing. You know, it's, it's already rolled up, so it's easy to grab and just yeah. take one or two. Right. So after a long day of work, I come home, and I have the idea, okay, I'm going to put a couple pieces of this turkey between my ass cheeks. <laughs> and I do. And the next day, I wake up, and the turkey's missing. So somebody ate my ass cheeks. <laughs> so I knew it happened and I confronted, you know, the group of guys and, you know, nobody said anything. But my reply was like, how does my ass taste? And I hope that person is listening today. How does my ass taste? Oh, that's phenomenal. Nice work. And of course, nobody reacted. Nobody fessed up. But somebody, nobody said no. Somebody sitting in that room. That's awesome. Knowing. Ate your ass. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Good call. Yeah, yeah. Moral, yeah. moral of the story, moral of the story, don't mess with other people's food. Damn oh, right, yeah. man. It's, I mean, that's the bottom line. It's a, it's, Thanks, it's a complete no-no. Cardinal sin. Don't F with people's food. There's something very... Uh, primal about it. Mm. There's a great a basic need. There's a great scene in uh, the movie they did with the uh, about the Rat Pack, uh, where where uh, you know the scene I'm talking about, yep. right? Dean Martin, Dean Martin, right? And, and, and like a mobster, like an enforcer goes over to take a French fry. He smacks his yeah, hand. Yeah, he got, and I know, I remember yeah. he goes, "Those are spoken for." Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. Uh-huh. I love that line. And in your, in, even in the privacy of your own home. If Where my have, children play with digits. Yes. If you have leftovers in the refrigerator and somebody and you and you are in about my to, bedroom <laughs> where my wife sleeps. You are about to eat said leftovers that are not yours. You owe it to that person to at least text them and say, "Hey, yeah. are you exactly. going, are you going to eat this chicken parmesan that you got last night at Anthony's when restaurant?" When my children come and play with it, that sounds a little too specific. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are might you going that, to? Might you have more than just anecdotal evidence? <laughs> yeah. Are you going to eat this chicken parmesan and gnocchi that you got at Anthony's restaurant last night? Are you, you going really to, loved. Did you, did you plan on eating this? Or you did you get this for me? That you looked, that you were looking forward to yeah. with an almost overwhelming passion. Yeah. <laughs> well, Casey, for whatever it's worth, I'm really sorry about your blow pops. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it just... And my don't go bin that I have. The Dude, it's a violation. Yeah. That's a violation. But That's like, not cool. That was on Casey's work area. And like we said, there's, not, you know, there's not very many people that work here that we don't know. So, like, yeah. it's got to be somebody. They just need to fess up Listen, and tell us. I, I don't want to ratchet this up off the charts, but I think we know people who work for the FBI. Do we not? Right. We, do. Yeah, we, do. we do. I know a couple of people. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, I'm glad we got it. Well, at least Bill's cleared. Yes. Bill, he's not the at one least who, he got, he got who to stole mix. Right? Yeah. yeah uh, pretzel and, and apple slice. <laughs> Sounds like something from a seven-year-old that got taken. You know? Oh, yeah. And I felt like a seven-year-old. Oh, my God. What about, about your Go-Gurt? Is yeah, your, your Go-Gurt juice box? <laughs> is yeah, your still in there? Why won't you give me my snack back? <laughs> Hi. We got to take a break. We're going to get to the B-File. Marlon Wayans is going to be joining us in a little while. Tom Papa's on the program, too. Stay put. We'll be back in a little bit. Tail is so wagging right now. Take us along with the MMR app. It's Apple CarPlay and Android compatible, which means we get to sit in the dashboard screen. 
We'll even send you notifications if you want. Download it and try it now. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Brought to you by Three Ice. Three on three pro hockey. It's championship weekend Saturday, August 12th at the Wells Fargo Center when Three Ice wraps up its second season. You can visit threeice.com for a special $10 ticket offer. I can start with a pretty heavy story that I saw this morning. A woman who escaped a cinder block cell in a man's garage in Oregon was abducted hundreds of miles away last month in Seattle, and now authorities are looking for more potential victims across multiple states. This is amazing. The man, 29-year-old Nagazi Zuberi, posed as an undercover police officer and kidnapped the woman in the early mornings of uh, early morning hours of July 15th and shackled, sexually assaulted her, and locked her up. Zuberi has been linked to sexual assaults in at least four more states, and they are searching for more potential victims. He's lived in multiple states since 2016, possibly including California, Washington, Oregon, Colorado, Utah, Florida, New York, New Jersey, Alabama, and Nevada, the FBI said. Uh, the victim in Klamath Falls, who wasn't identified, briefly slept and awoke to the realization that she would likely die if she did not attempt to escape, according to a criminal complaint. The makeshift cell was made of cinder blocks and a metal door that had been installed backwards so that it couldn't be opened from the inside. There was also an exterior door, and the cell had been built to be soundproof. She banged against the door, bloodying and bruising her hands until she managed to open it. The victim was able to break well on the door, rip a metal screen off of it and crawl out. And she had lacerations on her knuckles from punching the door and walls. Like she clawed her way out. Would not stop. She then retrieved a gun that belonged to Zaberi and escaped. She climbed over a fence and flagged down a driver who called 911. The police said the victim is strong and courageous and right now she is physically okay. Zaberi had solicited the victim to engage in prostitution before telling her he was an undercover officer and he drove her about seven hours and 450 miles away. Uh, He had, when they went into his um, uh, house... He had police patches, a taser, and other law enforcement equipment. Some of the encounters may have been filmed, by the way, to make it appear as if the assault was consensual, according to the FBI. They said that the victims are threatened with retaliation if they notify the police. This, like, So, I mean, she was a prostitute. Like, she was going to go with him. Like, why 
do this? Why? Why? You know what I mean? Take her and lock her up? Like, it's just nuts. Uh, he's a psycho. He, That's yeah. it. He, we wanted the, the to control. To, to control. capture and yeah. control, yeah. It's like the, there, there are a whole list of, of lunatics throughout the years who have done this sort of captive basement prison type thing. He was arrested in Marino in a Walmart parking lot where he was with his wife and one of his children. I'm curious about oh, that. Geez. You remember the story? The, the, the Judd Nelson movie was made out of it. It's right. the, the guy in I think it was oh, Ger- yeah. yeah, Germany. His daughter. Yeah, yeah, his own daughter raised a family right under his own wife. And that was a true story, true right? True story, yeah. yeah. In his house, authorities seized notes that were handwritten and included a sketch of an underground structure with foam insulation and waterproof concrete. One of the notes featured the title Operation Takeover and oh. a to-do list that said things like, leave phone at home and make sure they don't have a bunch of people in their life. You don't want any type of investigation. Uh, so they got this guy, thank God, and they're trying to find out if there are more victims or not. A man who showed up late to his American Airlines flight at the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport Monday afternoon expressed his displeasure by making a bomb threat. Authorities I'm said, a radio personality. <laughs> authorities said Vincent Carino showed up to the gate, was told the flight was closed, and then enraged said to the gate agent, I'm going to blow this S up. Huh. I'm going to take you all out. Well, well, she called 911. Okay, get on board. Uh, deputy Christopher Anderson uh, said the deputies arrested him soon after, and he said when I attempted to advise him of his Miranda rights, he refused to allow it. I don't even know Miranda. Once again, he became enraged and was swearing at me and raising his voice. He appeared in court on Tuesday of charges making a bomb threat, uh, and uh, he could be charged, could be given a $10,000 bond, uh, the uh, probable cause order said, and told him that he could not go on any airport property. Uh, the, his attorney said that he was a truck driver on his way to go pick up his truck from a repair shop when he missed his flight. I told you the story about I was in line with a comedian who, who just flippantly made a comment about a bomb. Yeah. And uh, they took him out of line, was right. not able to fly. They took him back, interrogated him, all that stuff. Can't screw around. Here's the story out of Japan. A man put his unusual skill to the test and reclaimed the Guinness World Record for most drink cans placed on the head using air suction. All right. Uh, Shinuchi Kano initially broke the record in 2009 when he managed to suction nine drink cans to his head. And his record was later broken by Jamie Canhead Keaton. <laughs> Jamie Canhead Keaton. Well, it was his destiny. He replicated that with 10 cans. Kano reclaimed the record by upping the ante to 11 cans. <sighs> what said, did Canhead do? He said the... You know, he's in, 11! Uh, he said the trick is to increasing his can total was uh, learning to create air suction on his temples. Mm-hmm. He said you make a wrinkle on your skin, place the can there, push the can firmly towards your head, and ease your wrinkle. It is just that easy. Uh, this reduces the air pressure between the can and the skin. And he said you can stick it like a suction cup. He said his forehead makes him uniquely qualified for the record. So we're waiting to see how Canhead responds. Yeah, okay. Canhead has yet to respond. His uh, his uh, uh, lawyers have his not people. reached back to us. <laughs> These yet. are Canhead's representatives. Yeah. Oh, we're actually looking at a picture. This is pretty amazing. All right, and then finally we'll end with this one. A uh, 63-year-old New York man treaded water for five hours and made a makeshift flag using his shirt and a broken fishing pole before being rescued in the Atlantic Ocean this week. Uh, Dan Ho was found two and a half miles off of Cedar Beach in Babylon on Long Island Monday. Police say that the man went swimming around 5 a.m. when he was pulled out by the current into open water. 
After treading water with no flotation for approximately five hours, he found a broken fishing pole in the water, tied his shirt to it, and waved the shirt in the air in an attempt to notify passing vessels of his presence. It's amazing he had any energy left to do that. Yeah, the effort paid off as investigators said Ho was spotted by Jim Hohurst and Michael Ross. Hohurst and Ross pulled Ho into their boat, and uh, they made a call on the radio. Officers responded to the call and met the civilian boat and transferred Ho, who was conscious and alert but unable to stand aboard and rendered aid for hypothermia. When they found him, he was using a piece of driftwood and a hermit crab to build a jet ski, Preston. Ross said that he was treading water, praying that some boat would come by, and he said, I can tell you, no boats in the area, not for miles. He said he was blue and his body was gray. He was shaking, totally hypothermic. We wrapped him in towels. He told a local station that uh, he and Hohurst were in the area where Ho was found because they were fishing for striped bass and they managed to come across him. So. I know that area well. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, that uh, guy could have died easily. That's the last story I have in the Bizarre File for you. Listen, we're going to take a break because Marlon Wayans is going to be checking in with us when we return. He's going to be performing at the Excite Center at Parks Casino. Um, that will be on Saturday the 12th. We'll be back in a moment with him. Stay with us. MMR welcomes Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, August 16th and 18th at the ballpark. Listen to Pierre Robert for your chance to win free tickets. And remember, when it comes to Bruce, there's no show like a Philly show. Don't miss out. Some tickets still remain at phillies.com slash Springsteen. Bruce at the ballpark and 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Real quick, I want to do a shout-out uh, Cherry Hill 16U baseball team. Yeah. Gave them a shout-out last week. Well, they've reached the U.S. Championship Whoa. game. At the Senior World Series, they beat a team from Hawaii 6-1, to and they beat a South Carolina team from 6-5, to and they'll next play Friday at 7.30 for the U.S. Championship. If they win that... That's pretty amazing. Then they play in the World Series Championship game. Uh, Saturday at 4 is when that's taking place, so congratulations. Huge. And I have another uh, Little League um, update. This is a shout-out to the Upper Perk Braves baseball team. Uh, they're in Pennsburg, PA, and the boys just won the Pennsylvania Youth Legion State Championship nice. on Wednesday. <laughs> Uh, that is from Brian Godshaw, longtime listener. Uh, so there you go. It's pretty amazing. I guess the the end of the season has approached uh, for the uh, the little leagues. Did you play little league? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. I, I not no. Actually, you know what I didn't. I played. I played like lot baseball, okay. vacant lot baseball, and I played when I was a little kid. I played softball, um, but I never did play little league organized baseball. Would have been fun. I did. My um, kids did, and I uh, for two years. And uh, the uh, we always got stuck in the outfield. And at the age we were playing, the ball the ball had never made it out to the outfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was fun. And I but I said this before. Both years, I up in New York was playing on the Phillies. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, when I played little league baseball, when I played t-ball, uh, it, it was weird because you would have uh, the younger kids. Uh, we'd hit off the tee, and the older kids would hit off of a pitcher. We never had that. on the same team. Oh, really? Yeah, huh. it, it, it was weird. Um, okay. you know, now there's way so back then. many. Now there, yeah. is that yeah. why they just they just split them up? But yeah. I do remember uh, stepping up to the plate at the tee, and 
everybody would back up. And oh. I love that. They were like, yeah. All right, everybody back up. Everybody Here he comes. Up. My, uh, my nephew, mm-hmm. Luke, uh, who had leukemia a few years ago and is in remission, he made the travel team this nice. year. And, and it's really cool for my family because uh, he wasn't able to do any of these things for a long time. And now he's uh, traveling and That's playing. And he's, he's so into it. He's just He's got the Bryce Harper sleeve. Oh, he, he doesn't yeah. need it, but he just, he just wants yeah. to look like Bryce Harper. Uh, Nick, we also made the travel team, and Jace complained uh, for the first practice, and I was like, uh-uh. uh-huh. I was like, we are not doing this. I said, I'm not forcing you to do this. Do you want to do this travel team or not? Because these kids are like, these yeah. kids want to play. They are oh, yeah. really into it. And yeah. he was like, yeah, I think I'll just stick with the other team. I'm like, you got it. Yeah. And it also yeah. was a lot of money. So I was like, yeah. we're not yeah. doing this. Yeah. A lot of time, too. I watched my nephew like uh, his entire summer. You know, and and yeah, and this whole summer, but like not just his summer, but the summer for the entire family. Of course. And uh, so, luckily, when Seamus was of that age, just for some reason in our area, there we couldn't get enough kids to have a a travel team, and we didn't have pitching either. So we lucked out, and we didn't have to do that. We had armies of kids, and 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 our coach, the coach, both years, he had three sons, and all three sons were on the team, and they were the infield basically. So Mm. you know, the prime position. was a, a, a cleanup batter. I can nice. say that. So. All right, nice. Uh, well, listen. Congrats to those teams. They're they're uh, they're all doing well, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and look at this. Our guest is now ready to hey, go. Hey. Are we all set? Yeah. All right. Uh, he's going to be performing at uh, Parks Casino on the 12th. It's a Saturday, by the way, the Excite Center, which is where we do our Christmas Miracle broadcast. It's an awesome room. Excellent location, and uh, we love having him on. Please welcome Marlon Wayans. Hey. What's up? How you, you doing, Marlon? Early risers. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's tough to get I look all way. coffeed out. <laughs> we are. Yeah, you, you have what they, they call bokeh. You have the blur behind you that's very cool. Cool. Yeah, man, because I want y'all to go, what's in that? It's <laughs> mysterious. Where are you checking in from today, Marlon? I'm in New York. In New York? All right. All right. So all right, we didn't get you up too crazy early yeah, on the yeah. West Coast, which would be insane. <laughs> but uh, uh, West Coast, I would have hated y'all. <laughs> <laughs> y- uh, y- 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 y'all would have bought racism back. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> they did this on purpose. They know we don't like getting up early. <laughs> all this for a time difference? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why they created more of the They know I ain't going to How's your summer been, man? I know you're, you're touring, obviously, but... Uh, Everything good so far? I don't know. I, I, I didn't even know it was summer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been in, I've been in a dank comedy club, so I I don't know. It's like stages and dark and cold and humid. I don't know where I'm at. You know, I'm in Alaska. <laughs> no people are like man. Remember that? I, it all blurs together. I swear to God, I don't know where I'm at. You know, I, I, I gotta t- I gotta tell you this, and it's uh, uh, it, I've noticed it more and more over the past couple of months, maybe like six months. I see little clips from white chicks popping up on social media, specifically TikTok, like crazy. And then I yeah. see this uh, big push for white chicks, too. Is <laughs> is there, because I know the fans are like, would love that. Is there any chance, is that just a rumor of something that'll never happen? Or is there perhaps the possibility? Um. Well, let's think about this. I did. Uh, it was the hardest movie I ever did. It was summertime. 
we had to play summertime in the Hamptons, but we were in Vancouver in the winter. We are two black men playing two white women. We did seven hours of makeup and then we worked 14 hours after that. Oh my God. Um, I think if you look at what we all made, I probably make a made a dollar fifty a day <laughs> on that movie. No, no, I will do, I'm, I'm going to do black dudes the movie. I make so much more money. I'm going to do black dudes. Yeah, two black guys dress up as two black guys, and we go on the cover as two. Black that guys. seems like an easier way to go. Yeah, man. Let me tell you something. If, if white women take seven hours to get ready, I'm sorry, y'all. I, I just want to hug y'all. I ain't got to do this. And them heels, man, they got to pay me for them heels. Uh, oh, my, no. my feet my feet still ain't recovered. I, those heels, women, y'all ain't got to do that. We like y'all with no shoes on. Them heels, y'all don't have to do Men don't care. We'll do you in... In Timberland boots, <laughs> old ones. It doesn't matter. Old ones. I would. I'll tell you this, Marlon. We there's a charity event that we that we participate. Preston is a big proponent of this place. They protect you know uh, people who are uh, domestic, domestic violence. violence, and so it's called Walk a Mile in Her Shoes. And there's a bunch of guys walking in high heels. And you are right, man. Those things will Let's... f your feet up. Yep. Y'all, we got to take better care of these ladies. I mean, when you take her out on a date. Don't take it somewhere cheap. She's wearing those shoes. The higher the heels, the more expensive the meal you take. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good way to rank it. And if you're a real gentleman, you bring a pair of flats and be like, here, you don't have to wear that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great idea. Yeah, I love that. Oh. Um, so, but but all, with all that said, I think it was one of our best movies. And I think you probably will see it at some point in the future uh, White Chick Soup but just know that if we do it Marlon is probably going to be on a jet after that movie <laughs> okay alright uh, I, I will I will make enough movie, money on that movie that there will be a hologram movie to get this early and talk to you uh, yeah just go the AI route let, let the AI my, my, my clone my AI clone will be talking <laughs> right. to you guys I like that. Uh, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you as well concerning that, you had the anniversary of Scary Movie, mm-hmm. uh, July 7th, a 23rd anniversary of Scary Movie. I just saw Scary Movie 2. Uh, you, you, I mean, you guys you guys did a ton of, of solid movie work, and obviously you had stuff with Netflix. That Those two movies, I, I, I don't know if we ever asked you, did you guys walk away, or did, did the movie company come in and... Uh, and sort of finagle things? Did you get screwed out of that? Because you guys created those two movies were super popular. And then it's always it's always the movie companies. It's never us. It's not that we walk away. We just walk away from bad deals. Yeah, it's at a at a point. You know, people, the the industry and the people that you make money with your ideas think that they can do the projects without you, and they can do a few. But the fans start going wait. This don't taste the same. Yeah. Something wrong. Something off. Where's Shorty? Where's Ray? Nah. And, you know, it eventually catches up to you. The things about w- w- all the stuff that we ever done, we just go, listen, you're going to pay at a point. We made y'all money. We got to make money. And it's a business thing. And I would love with the fans, we always going to give them love. But with the business, it's like I see why writers are striking, actors are striking. Right. Because, you know, basketball players are making $50 million a season. Uh, and actors are making crumbs and writers are making like not as much. And it's just like, listen, we got to make money. This is a business. If you make money, we should make money. Mm-hmm. And if ever, it's not that we walk away from the project. We just walk away from bad deals. No. So we know our value. So if you want to pay AI, 
Nobody, they always go, Ben, you can't do a white chick's two today. No, you can't do a white chick's two today. <laughs> we can, because we know how to do it. Not everybody can do what we do. Mm. Anything we've ever left, it dies. Yeah. In Living Color, dies. Without the weigh-ins, it dies. Why? Because... And Living Color is something that's crafted from my household. The characters are people we knew in our neighborhood. They're from our experience. AI, as much as intelligent as it is, we can put all the prompts in. It cannot write those jokes yeah. because they came from a place that is authentic to an experience. It's the same thing with a uh, uh, scary movie, Don't Be a Menace, uh, White Chicks. We never try to make a movie. We always try to make a classic. Mm. Uh, Marlon, I love when I'm watching a movie and I don't know that you're in it and then all of a sudden you show up. That, that was the case with the movie Air, uh, which came out last year, and you played George Raveling, who has uh, local ties to Philly. You went to Villanova University. Um, uh, did you get to spend any time with George? And, and um, what was it like uh, making that movie with uh, with Matt and uh, Ben Affleck? Um well, uh, I, I'll answer well, first. I, I often get that, you know, when people see that movie, they're like, oh, my God, White Chicks is in this? <laughs> white Chicks is in it. They don't they recognize me. That, but he was a white chick. Why he in a coach? And no, I didn't spend time with uh, George. I would have loved to. But, you know, I think old black men just want to be left alone. <laughs> so I didn't get to spend <laughs> time with George, but I, I I called some people that knew George, and um, I watched a lot of video on George, and I said he's from Jersey, and he had a certain accent, and so I got to do my research, and it wasn't like we was doing like impressions of the people, it was more of an interpretation, um, so I got to really embody him in, in one scene, it's funny, I did that one scene, and they was like, that's all? Where the rest? All in way is... I got to get best extra. If there's an Academy Award this year, I got to get best extra. Um, and and um uh, and 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 I forgot the last part of your question. Well, just uh, you know, Ben Affleck did a great job directing it, and it just He's seemed a dope like director. He, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the movie. It just seemed, and I watched it with my son, who's a huge NBA fan and huge basketball fan. Uh, but the rapport that you had with Matt Damon, it just seemed natural. It seemed like you guys had been buddies for life. I have no idea if that was just acting or not. I I met him five minutes before we did that scene. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and as we did that scene, he and I were sitting there, and we had a lot in common because. We both were went through the had Weinstein wars. You know, we we did scary movie. They did you know a bunch of movies with the Weinstein's, and so we was just we was just comparing scars. We was like two two prisoners that was in cells, and we didn't even know we we spent time. We was in Rikers together, and I was in the East Wing. He was in West Wing. <laughs> oh wow! We, we all got, and we all got raped by the same guy. <laughs> you know them too? <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to ask Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith has some some uh, has a couple of really good Weinstein stories. We've had a few uh, talks, and yeah, we, we definitely had. Yeah, we definitely did. They, they were savages, man. They were savages. I wanted to but, ask you, know. you uh, Marlon, on your on your Instagram page, you have a picture of you. You're at a, a boxing match, and you're sitting a few rows back from Evander Holyfield, and uh, um, you're you're looking at his ear, and just just how, and you make the point. It's like it's it's more than you thought it would be. How how jacked I'm not up? The only one. Everybody looks at that ear. They just don't have. To, they don't have the gonads to be like man, his ear is messed up. I didn't have the gonads to post it until my nephew was like, Uncle, don't post that now. I said, Why? He said, We are sitting here for however long this fight is. This is going to go viral. I said, Craig, no. I said, Uncle, trust me. I said, All right. As soon as we left. 
I posted that video viral. <laughs> I was so glad I wasn't there. He would have bit my ear off. <laughs> His ear is messed up. Yeah. It's like this one is man and this one is dog. It looked like a, a, a dog that was in a, a fight dog. And, and, and it was a dope man that had a fight with a pit bull. And the pit bull was like, I hate your pointy ear. That's wild, man. To be, to be, so you're there and you're at I was sitting, I was sitting back in history. Yeah. I was looking at his ear, and Evander was looking dead at Mike Tyson like, I want to uh, get him again. <laughs> I want to bite his ear off. <laughs> oh, that's why. We, did you did you ever flirt with, I mean, because you're, you're, in, you're in shape, you, you know, you're, you, did you ever flirt with uh, athletics as a, as a path, or was it always entertainment for you? Nah, it was always entertainment. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like getting hit. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, well, I, 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 I'm pigeon-toed I'm, and flat foot. <laughs> the terrible combination. I got black feet. I got the uh, quintessential black feet. That wasn't made. Sports was not made for me. Me and my brothers, our defense wasn't dunking. Our defense was joking. We, that's the way we, that was our, uh, it's like a skunk has a stink smell. You're like, what is that? <laughs> it keeps animals from eating their ass. Okay, that's right. what we was. Right. Ours was jokes. Who would be the most athletic in the in the Wayans family? You're looking at him. Right. <laughs> that's a sad thing. I jump about. I jump about that high. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, well, listen. You're going to be. You're, you're at Parks Casino. Uh, this is the the microphone fiend tour. You had mentioned about uh, things kind of being a bit of a blur. Or do you have any breaks in your schedule, or is this just going plowing right through, doing show after show? I don't want breaks. I want to keep working. Because as the, as the writers strike and the actors strike, right. you know, I, I, I want to continue to work as an as a comedian, as an artist, and support the writers and the, the, the actors. And um, I just want to continue to get better, right? We're all an instrument, and the more I work with my instrument, the more I prepare. I've been a star for a long time, and. Now I'm looking for superstardom, and that's when you start doing something different, and you just really work and create your brand of humor. And um, I'm just I'm I'm on this journey, and God bless me to do something I really love, and I need stand up because I've been through so much like darkness that I got to talk about it, and that's what's great about my show right now. I'm not talking about politics. I'm not talking about hot button po- topics. I'm not talking about race. I'm not talking. About, I talk about me. Yeah, I got, this is therapy, and it's great. You get to laugh at my expense. <laughs> nice. And I was actually looking at your tour schedule. You're up in New York right now, and you're at uh, you're at the the Stress Factory in Connecticut. I didn't know Vinnie Brand had a club in Connecticut. I knew he had one in uh, New Brunswick. So yeah, we're... <laughs> 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 had a club in Connecticut. What are you good at? What do I do a really good Vinnie? <laughs> yeah, he's got a <laughs> what, are you, what are you wearing pink for? <laughs> Remember, he tried to make fun of me for wearing a pink shirt. I'm like, what is your problem? <laughs> he's great. He's great. That's so random, but it's such a great impression. Because <laughs> nobody knows who Vinny is. But if you met him, be like, that's spot on. <laughs> yeah, he's a character. Uh, you, well, you're talking about your, your, your comedy. I'm doing that, and then I'm also doing uh, uh, the Parks Casino in Philly. Yep. And then I'm also doing uh, next, next weekend, I do two shows at New Jersey Pack in Newark. Ah. And then I go do the show in, in, uh, in Parks Casino. And then I come back to Newark to do another show at, um, at uh, New Jersey Pack. 
That's great. That's awesome. I, I was watching, uh, there was an exchange, I think it was on Twitter, you, you were answering as an up-and-coming comedian talking about, you talk about making this a personal show, and he was saying, you know, he was dealing with depression, and, and you were very candid and said, that's something you deal with all the time, and that and that and that's part of the process of being a comedian. A, a comedian is worth their salt if they can counter that on stage and make it something approachable, funny, and that people can connect to. Right, because people, right, we all look at ourselves as victims in this journey. And when you're a comedian, you really look at yourself as a hero in the journey. God, sometimes, you know, life gives you pain. Comedians, when life gives you pain, it actually gives you a new set. (laughs) I am grateful for pain. And when kids do dumb stuff, I'm like, man. Thank you for that. Yep. I needed that. I needed that <laughs> new hour. <laughs> when I date a crazy woman, I'm like, oh man, I hate you and love you at the same time. Thank you for that. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna make these people laugh with this experience. Yeah, Ooh, you lit my house on fire. I can't wait to talk about this on stage. <laughs> but work for for a comedian like that is is constantly going on. You're, you're you're taking input in all day long and filtering it through and 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 finding ways to create that or or maybe have that be a part of your set it's just it's all day long i would imagine it is all it's everywhere Mm -hmm. all the time i can't watch movies no more because i came from parody every movie i watch i go oh what's funny about this every movie i'm like (laughs) i can't cry in movies i'm like man what's funny about this (laughs) i'm I'm a crazy man like i'd be after me and my brothers wear funerals and people think we're crying and we're laughing. We're like, do you see what shoes they put on our father? That is hilarious. <laughs> I get, get that completely. What, what he's, you, not get, he's not getting in heaven with those shoes. <laughs> what do you do for Zen? What do you do to decompress? Because I, I know you I know you enjoy Comedy. barbecuing. What's that? Comedy. Just, yeah. Besides, that's your job, though, too. What do you... Oh, barbecuing is work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> people all like all kind of seasonings and larries. That's too much work. <laughs> It's a competition. You know, man, my fire was 10 times hotter than yours. I don't want to deal with that. I want to go on a stage and make people laugh. Every time I feel or hear laughter, it's the greatest high. It's the greatest feeling. It's the best dopamine. It's the best drug ever. Stand-up comedy in front of that audience, making them feel great, knowing that you're delivering smiles at a time when the world needs it, you know, I, I'm I'm blessed, man. One day when I'm not here any longer, every time people laugh about movies, I'm gonna feel it. In hell, I'm gonna feel it. I'm like, <laughs> in hell. <laughs> I, I, I did a good job. Devil hit asking, can I get in now? Some watch white chicks. Tell them what I went through and, and see if I can get in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wanted to ask you something, Marlon. It was actually about Damon. I I was watching a, I think it was a documentary about comedians. I forgot who said this, told the story about him, but said that when, uh, if you would be bombing, if if Damon was in the audience watching, because other com, uh, yeah. comedians watching other comedians, yeah. Yeah. that he would laugh out loud like this. Like this, like obnoxious, over the top. You know, I know that that joke sucked. No, no, no. It wasn't that he was laughing. Damon is sadistic now. He would be like, "Oh, that's funny. He's doing terrible. (laughs) (laughs) He's mean like that." But, but I, I don't think he's cruel like that. Okay, Damon would never laugh. At somebody bombing. Well, I think what I think Damon, it was his his what buddies. Damon maybe. Was doing, 
No, okay. no, no. It was da- it was Damon. All right. But Damon wasn't laughing that they were bombing. Damon was laughing at the idea of the joke. Okay. And going, that's funny. Stay in there. They don't get it. It's actually encouragement. He's not laughing at the comedian. <laughs> He's laughing at the joke. But the audience don't get it. Okay. Damon has a dark sense of humor. Yeah. So the comic is probably talking about something painful, like, you know, like molestation or childhood <laughs> trauma. Right. And it's dark and the audience feels uncomfortable. And that's where Damon laughs. And Damon's encouraging you to keep going All right. and keep digging mm. because that silence is going to lead to your best joke. I want you to know as the older comedian in the back of the room that, man, that is Funny. All right. Keep going. Uh, that's cool. That that's is. cool. Yeah. yeah. He's he's approving the concept and saying yes. you need to work it more. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I, he, if that's the case, he came to watch me a few times and I heard that little sick laugh. <laughs> and, I, 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 and I was bobbing, but I wasn't. I was yeah. actually digging into what a real comedian does, which is sometimes you make things uncomfortable yeah. because you got to dig through a lot of dark to yeah. find that little light called uh, called the laugh. Yeah. So you got to keep digging. And everybody's so, sen- it's so sensitive nowadays that you have to desensitize the audience by going dark. People need that. We forgot how to laugh. Social media has told us everything has to be right. There is no shaming. There is no this. There is no that. There is no genders. And this is like, no, we got to talk about what, find the funny. And, the, and if you look at uh, movies before the strike, they're not doing or developing comedies. Look at our world. It's so depressive. There's so many people committing suicide. Laughter is needed, and that's why I do comedy. All right, and you can go get some comedy, gang, because Marlon's going to be uh, playing Saturday, August 12th at the Excite Center. And get those tickets at parkscasino.com. Man, it is great to talk to you. We appreciate you y'all checking. Y'all too, man. Get yeah. y'all, my, man. y'all my favorite people, man. We appreciate that, I really Mom. do. I'm, I, I love sitting in that room. Y'all got rid of the girl. What happened? <laughs> no, she's, she's, right there. Right. she's just being quiet. <laughs> there she goes. There she goes. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is Y'all three ugly men. Put that pretty face. <laughs> <laughs> I look uh, forward to coming in there and getting them all top. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Marlon. Take care, man. Thanks for everything. Marlon Wayans, everybody. Yay! We'll see you soon, man. I love it. I love it. It's um, funny. I hung out with him one time in uh, L.A. It was like the the only time I was in Los Angeles and my friend took a club and he was like the first guy we ran into. He was there with like a bunch of girls, but yeah. he invited us over to like hang out with them. We were kind of, you know, not really one on one, but like in this little group. Collective, and, yeah. Yeah, he was like really cool. Uh, that's cool, man. Nice. I mean, the families, are, you know, I mean, we had Keenan oh. by and it was just it's the, the greatest. Hang on. He's listening and wants to come back on. Go ahead. I think we just lost him. Oh, we just lost him. All right. Marissa was saying he was was back on. Man, black guys love you guys. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's my, yep. You know what, Nick? Some uh, fellow uh, co-workers love you. Uh Aw. Because Tina Costello stopped off at Wawa and picked you up a pretzel and some apple slices. So is that admission? No, no, Tina, I don't think so. Tina's writing. I think wrong. she just heard yeah, and, she and do that. wanted to make him feel better. Well, thank you, so, Tina. That's super sweet. That's from earlier this morning. Somebody stole Nick's pretzels and apple slices, and his, his, his juice box and gogurt was okay. Yeah, but, uh, no, but uh, so it was in the it was in the um, uh, it was in the fridge and got lifted or tossed out. We don't know. So you ready? Yeah, coming over. There you go, brother. Thank nice. you. Enjoy, courtesy thank you, of Tina. Tina. All right. Well, listen. 
Uh, we do need to take a break. I thought there was something else I was going to bring up. No, we'll take a break because our buddy Tom Papa is going to be joining us when Papa. we return. So hang out. We won't be gone long. And we'll get him on next. So stay with us. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution? Call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest is going to be performing at uh, the Freeman Arts Pavilion. It's in Selbyville, Delaware, not Shelbyville. We we had to go with Shelbyville Absolutely. just to use that drop. The uh, the the foil of uh, of Springfield. Yeah, the, the, the people of Shelbyville look down on the people of Springfield, and they say that the people of Springfield make that noise. That that's how they mock, them. right? Yeah, uh, but no, it's in Selbyville, Delaware, uh, and uh, it's going to be Sunday, seven p.m. Uh, and you can get tickets at freemanarts.org. And we have some music to bring. Oh on. yeah. yeah here we go. <laughs> Please welcome our very good friend, Mr. Tom Papa, to the program. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Tom. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? Wonderful. We're excited you're going to be in our area once again, man. Everybody loves you around here. Yeah, it's a, it's a treat. Uh, this is my return. I tried to do this gig like a month ago, and it got rained out because of uh, thunderstorms and mm. all this. I was sitting in Ocean City, Maryland crab old bay on my fingers ready to do the show and it got rained out so i left and then uh and now i'm returning on sunday speaking of of crabs um (laughs) i I read your book we're all in this together so make some room and uh it it was very it was very timely i was listening to the audio version you did a great uh narration by the way um And while I was in the section that you were talking about going crabbing, which was a, a years-long event for your family, uh, you guys mm-hmm. did it for, for a long time, I was driving from the Jersey Shore. I was ab- about at Ocean City, uh, New Jersey, and you started talking about the Greenheads, which we were having an issue with uh-huh. that particular weekend, so it was very timely. Oh, and there's nothing worse. Nothing ruins the summer like the dreaded green-headed horsefly. Yeah. They're horrific. Yeah. Oh, man. If you see the... If, 
we go to Long Beach Island, and if you see that the wind is coming from the bay, if you look at the flags when you wake up in the morning and the wind is coming from the bay, mm-hmm. you know you're about to be devoured. Yep. <laughs> I, I, you, listen, you know that everything, like, you know, you talk about unattractive animals or, or, or insects, or, you know, jellyfish or whatever, you wonder, how do they fit in the plan? I, there's nothing, there's no case that can be made to justify the greenheads. Mm-hmm. In the whole plan of the universe, whoever, whatever entity knows how everything's supposed to lay out they're they're just they're just horrific yeah you're i mean you're right even even like the mosquito is because that's a pain in the ass if you look at it it's pretty elegant it's got these long sexy legs it's got these beautiful wings the the horsefly is like mixing a hyena with a load of garbage (laughs) and that's complimentary Oh, yeah, so you're right. Brutal. You're right. You're right. You're right. I wanted to mention, Tom, I pointed this out to um, to Preston. You posted on your Instagram page mm, yeah. uh, after the death, obviously, of Pee Wee Herman. Uh, you posted a picture of you, a younger you, dressed as uh, Pee Wee Herman. Obviously, uh, it appears you were, were a, a big fan. Uh, but uh, I, I had to point out to Preston, I said, look at uh, look at Tom Papa looking, um, you know. Dapper. Yeah, movie idol-ish. Mm. Well, obviously, sans the peewee clothes. Mm. So two questions. Uh, when was that picture taken exactly? And two, how big a peewee Herman fan were you? I was a huge peewee Herman fan. I was 17 years old when I took that picture. Wow. Um, peewee was a huge influence. He was so funny. And I just love that it like was this children's show, but at the same time was this adult demented show. And he was just so smart with Phil Hartman and Lawrence Fishburne on, yeah. the, on the Playhouse. And he was just so great. And so then I had, I was an athlete my whole life, but I always wanted to be a comedian since I was a little kid. And then football season was over and we had this talent show in high school and I <laughs> was so in love with Pee Wee that I dressed up like Pee Wee and I hosted the talent show and that literally was the first time I like even stood at a mic and did stand up. Wow. I wow. Pee Wee the whole night and then I like broke into my own thing and it was I mean it was terrible but it was really the first time I stood at a microphone and thought okay like the sports part is over and now let's head towards comedy <laughs> that's a, so that's the a bad part about that post though on Instagram yeah was I, I post myself as a 17 year old peewee you know young and in shape and whatever mm-hmm the amount of comments that were like, wow, you used to be handsome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. one, guy, one guy said, wow, man, time is a bitch. Oh, oh, no. No. It's just what you want to hear. I'm like, am I I that different? Social media is so fun. Yeah, Uh so supportive. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love that that was a a pivotal thing. And and what I think what sort sort of gets lost in the saucer, Pee Wee Herman, and that group, Phil Hartman, and you were mentioning some names. There was an edge to what they were doing that really had not been the norm. I mean, they were they. You know, you talk about people who really kind of went on the edge. Like you go back to like Ernie Kovacs and people who were really kind of doing stuff that was like like one tick off that was sort of looked like something you're familiar with, mm-hmm. but there was a spin on it. And so while it was this very cool sort of kid show up with kids and so on and so forth, the angle was, you know, decidedly darker in a certain way, which made it so hilarious. 
Yeah, well, they were just, a, he was just super creative, and it didn't start off for children. He did that on off-Broadway in New York, and in like a loft space. Right. And it was just like a creative, comedic kind of thing, and then it became palatable for kids. And here's a little fun note. My good friend Rob Zombie, uh, the rock star and director of a couple of my specials, he, his first job in New York was working as a PA on Pee Wee's Playhouse. That's right. I remember reading that somewhere. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Yeah, so cool. So, yeah. I mean, it's been a long time, but I, I, sure, I've lost some hair, but I'm still handsome. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are a gorgeous man. Yes, you, you yeah. are. I feel like I'm coming into my prime. I mean, <laughs> you are. My kids are. My kids are both going away to college this this uh, in a couple weeks. I'll be an empty nester. Wow. And I am so excited. I've got. I'm starting to microdose mushrooms. <laughs> All right. I'm uh, I'm gonna get really heavy into day drinking. <laughs> that sounds great. You know what you should drink at like two in the afternoon and and know that I'm not gonna get a call to pick someone up from karate. Yes, uh-huh. I love that you have a plan. That's it. Uh-huh. And- and it, the great thing is that you're doing the antithesis of what most people plan on doing. You're doing what people actually end up doing, but say they're going to do other things. Mm. Yeah, my wife was like, oh, my God, we're going to cry. And I'm like, I'm going to be so drunk. What do you mean? <laughs> we're going to watch we're going to watch porn in the afternoon. What do you mean? <laughs> I, my daughter said I said to my daughter, like, wait a minute, like you're you. I didn't want any of this. I didn't want this house. I didn't want this. 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 I don't want to live in this town. I didn't want these animals. I mean, I did all of this for you, and now you're gonna go. Yeah. I was like, I should go. <laughs> you're like Jimmy Stewart, and it's a wonderful life when he freaks out. And I never want to have kids. Are you kicking over the fridge? <laughs> I'm like, look, I love you to death, but I mean, you could have all of this. I don't, you just give me a backpack with some weed and a Van Halen CD. There you go. I'll go back to living the life I was living before I met you. Right, right. That's, uh, yeah. Well, listen, yeah, play, I, I think what you should do, honestly, is combine all that and be, get one of these shows that pops up on uh, the Travel Channel with the paranormal investigators that, you know, they, they either, they work as Roto-Rooter uh, guys during the day, but they do paranormal investigations at night. You have, I know you said many times before, there's a case to be made that you have a, a poltergeist at your mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. That's at his we office. We have I a think. ghost in our house, oh, for sure. I, you know, you, we've talked about it. I've got photographic proof, and I hear them walk around once in a while. Things go missing in my room. I really believe when you for college... I'm going to legit be hanging out with that ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Microdosing. Yeah. Yeah. Me and the the ghost are going to be microdosing mushrooms and just eating buffalo wings on a Tuesday at 4 o'clock. Yeah. And they'll have their own room. Yeah, exactly, man. Dad, I'm envious of you. That's that's, that's the life. Hanging out with your ghost. I know I'm supposed to. It's hard because I've got to pretend that I'm not excited about this. You know, like when you're with these other parents and they're all like crying and they're like, oh, my God, it went so fast. I'm like, so fast. I have no hair left. (laughs) (laughs) Almost. They all they came so close to killing me. (laughs) 
Yeah, this Tom. Is a victory. I feel like I feel like at the last second, I can't like in the fourth quarter, <laughs> you think I'm wiped out and I'm still standing. <laughs> this is a victory. Uh, Tom, when you were presenting your case, so you could be like, you know, like uh, Kevin Costner in the JFK movie, and you your 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 you know um, uh, magical bullet is you present the picture of you at 17 and yeah. and what what the family the toll it took on you and that'll be your evidence <laughs> yeah exactly i look at look at who i was <laughs> oh. you, look, you i was still there was there's no worries there was no i had so much more money i was 17 and i had more money than i have now because you stole it <laughs> it's yeah oh, did, I can't it, wait absolutely it savor every second of it dude you know scandals and all that stuff whatever you can do Jenner, you're, you're free of the, the familial obligations now. You can go absolutely ape-ass. Mm. I know. And my friend gave me these pills so you could microdose mushrooms, which is supposed to be therapeutic, and it gives you this little trace of psilocybin with some other, like, lion's mane and lavender and frog warts. <laughs> and it's all mixed together. And... I have to say, I took it. I didn't feel anything. I, you've got to take like five before you even get a buzz. Wow. Okay. It's kind of weird because we, we've had the conversation, you know, with the with like the gummies and stuff like that and, and the potency level of it that people who um, years ago indulged, you know, in just smoking pot, uh, they think they can jump right into this stuff. And we actually have a friend who, who uh, uh, actually had to be taken out of a wedding on like a gurney because he had a gummy. <laughs> he had a gummy mm -hmm. and it just it just crippled him. So be careful. <laughs> I love that. If I, I I'm going to be definitely in that state the, the minute we come back from dropping her off at school. <laughs> Tom, I, I wanted to ask you: Have you? I'm, I'm going to have to. I'm going to sign a. I'm going to have my wife sign a contract that as as paranoid and freaked out as I am, whatever I say, don't get me the gurney. <laughs> Ride it out. Well, speaking of mushrooms, have you watched uh, and or read uh, How to Change Your Mind, which is on Netflix, is a Michael Pollan book? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't read the book. I saw him on, uh, yeah, it was it Netflix? Yeah, it's a, it's a um, four or five part miniseries, and they go into... Um uh, a lot of what the what they can do to you, the good and the bad, and it, it just mm -hmm. it, it, at the very least, it's an interesting perspective into uh, the history behind it and why people uh, sometimes it's effective, sometimes it can make you go a little wonky. So it, I just found it fascinating. Yeah, and and you know, I used to eat mushrooms in college and stuff, and you know, you really, um, you know, you really get high and um this everyone's in la at least everyone's into this microdose and you take the trace and you don't really feel it and like i gotta say it's like what's the point yeah, right. <laughs> i was curious too hey you have absolutely none of the benefits <laughs> yeah i'm like i, I want to see some stuff i want my dog to be talking to me i want i want to have some fun here my kids are leaving i don't need to i need to macro dose <laughs> listen you, you've got a ghost you've got to get to know better you can't facilitate that on microdosing. yeah my my ghost is looking at me like dude you gotta up the dose we got a party oh. that's that's awesome yeah man uh i yeah, wanted no, i'm very excited and i'm i'm uh like last night or the other night i went to the dodger game and uh i got like a little glimpse of like what my future is gonna be <laughs> I, i've just 
pound. I'm so filled with hot dogs right now. I don't know what <laughs> happened this summer. I am just. I'm treating hot dogs like they're a superfood. I can't. Well, they are. <laughs> they are. It was National Chili Dog Day last week. I hope you celebrated that's, properly. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, something happens. I get to the ball game and I just lose my marbles. Oh yeah. There's like oh. no. There's no. They 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 shut down all of the food and the alcohol in the seventh inning, and it's like that's the only thing stopping me. Yeah. Hey, I want to ask because I, I I hear about the legendary Dodger dogs. Are are they better than your average dog? No, no, they're not. Okay, like most things in LA, they're full of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a pretty mediocre, boiled, skinny, yeah. lame dog. But you know, you eat them because you're at the ballpark. It could be a, it could be like a a packing peanut, and I'd be putting mustard on it. <laughs> you told me it was the hot dog at the ballpark. One, one of the most popular promotions here at, at Phillies games is Dollar Dog Night. And when they have that, although it's gotten yeah. a little nutty, somebody ruined it uh, the last two times and started throwing the hot dogs oh, onto and, the field. And I mean, like uh, like a big food fight type <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah. So we can't have nice uh, things, and they're going to take uh, it away from us, probably. Oh man, you got to love Philly. Right? They're always <laughs> they're always coming up with a creative way to ruin a good time. <laughs> it's true. It's what we do. You know, you you raise a good point though about going when you go to a stadium, when you go to any any event, any sporting event. When we go to whether you know it's it's the uh, we were at the soccer uh, uh, game here recently. Rob McElhenney team Wrexham uh, was here, and we were there. And I, I don't know what it is, but every time I get into that situation, chicken fingers. That's what I have to have. Yeah. I, oh I, I swear to God, I never eat chicken fingers in my normal civilian life. But suddenly, yeah. when I'm a, a sports spectator, I've got to have them. No, you lose your marble. Like, the nachos I had at the Dodger game, any ballpark nachos, mm-hmm. if you were to take those nachos and put them on a plate and serve them to you in a restaurant, <laughs> you'd be like, what happened? What <laughs> Why did you why why did you go to the dumpster and pull out <laughs> with this disgusting cheese like sauce and these hard cardboard chips uh-huh. and this jalapeno that looks like it came out of a whale's bunghole? <laughs> why are you giving me this? But when you put him in a helmet uh-huh. yes. in a ballpark, you're like, This is the greatest thing I've ever eaten in my life. Yeah, something when you walk into that stadium tr- just transforms you. That's all there is. Yeah, because you get that collectible helmet. It's like, oh, and then, yeah, oh now it's now, worth now something. That, now that social media has spoken and I am apparently not as handsome as I used to be <laughs> or as handsome as I think I am, maybe I go full into Danny DeVito mode <laughs> and just be like, all right, I'm just going to get a little fatter, stop cutting my hair, wear my glasses, and just become like a character. Yeah. Like, if I'm not... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, if I'm not a handsome, maybe I just clown it up and just let everything go. Tom, wouldn't it be great if every picture that's taken of you after that, people just naturally assume you're on set somewhere? Because there's no way he looks like that in real life. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, he must be on set. You know, like I'm, I'm walking around like, oh, I can't eat that because I'm going to gain a little weight, or oh, I got to get a haircut because. You know, I want to look good. If none of this is working, <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah. I, it's time to really, I, I'm going to get like my own nachos and have them like a little, a little nacho bar in my kitchen at home. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that. I mean, is it isn't honestly as you as you cross that that milestone of being an empty nester and and as you 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 grow older, uh, these are the things you're told that you're supposed to get. You're supposed to have this sort of reckless abandon and not care about your appearance and be able to blurt out things and people just go, well, you know, he's he's up there now, you know. So yeah, all those, right? Yeah, it's go time. I mean, whenever I see these people that are like, they they plan on traveling when they retire, and they're 80 years old, and their knees are shot, yeah. they can't see. It's like, this isn't the time to backpack through Europe. You know? <laughs> right. Your ankles are made of popsicle sticks. This is, with my kids gone, it's go time. I think, I think I'm going to be like John Belushi <laughs> in his heyday <laughs> in the next five years. Absolutely. I love it. That's uh, a plan. Tom, if you're just tuning in, it's Tom Papa is going to be playing the uh, Freeman Arts uh, Pavilion in Selbyville, Delaware on Sunday. Uh, since we're doing all this food chat, I wanted to get your take on this, Tom. We were discussing this earlier this morning. Nick had put um, uh, uh, some soft pretzels and uh, he had some food in, in a bag that he put in our uh, station refrigerator. And yesterday... He put it in there. Today, it's gone. Um, we haven't figured out who did it. And I was wondering if there's a comedy club equivalent of that, of the work refrigerator or the catering, where have people been known to, to bandit those type of things? Or does that happen in that world? Yeah, not really. I mean, in the comedy clubs, the comedians are treated like like second-class citizens. <laughs> okay. Like, we... They don't, there's no place for you to bring your own food. And for years, they tell you you can only order like these two items off of the menu and you <laughs> still have to pay half price. Like they really, it is not glamorous at all. We're kind of abused. Oh. And in, there's, there's none of that. But comedians, you know, they live with each other for a long time because they're poor for a long time. So in the, in the apartments with your roommates, that happens all the time, and some, but and you know, then you know who did it. It's right. like I had a soft pretzel. I put it in the refrigerator. It's gone. Why did you eat my pretzel? <laughs> right. One other roommate, <laughs> and they'll look you right in the eye and say, "I have no idea what you're." Saying. <laughs> there was you. You, you actually bring uh, up a memory, Tom. Years ago, when I when I was doing stand up, you know, for my little little run in it, there was a club in Connecticut that was legendary because. They had three sandwiches that they would pre-make, and um, whoever got to the club first got the best sandwich. I think the best. I think the, I think the best sandwich was the chicken sandwich, and literally, that I mean, everyone would book as quickly as they could to get that superior sandwich of the three. But that was it. Was do you remember this legend at all? Because it was this. It was a fairly prominent club in Connecticut. Yeah, no, I don't remember that, but it sounds exactly what would happen. They were they were so abusive, and like the headliner was like, "Wow, I can't wait! I can't wait to be a headliner because they actually gave him French fries with his sandwich." <laughs> That's like, what you're wow, in it for. A side by, by the dumpster. That's what you're in it for. Yeah, I'm completing my menu. Wow. Yeah, you're abused for so long, for so long, and it's like you really, you really knew you made it when you were able to eat anything off the menu. You're like, wow, now, yeah, now I'm like Eddie Murphy. Well, yeah, <laughs> Tom. Now it's gummies, it's nachos, and hanging with ghost. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I mean, seriously, that is. I mean, this is going to be. <laughs> This is going to be a party. Yeah. 
all I have to do is, you know, I, I act once in a while. Yeah. And um, uh, my big performance is going to be when I drop them off at school and, um, like, bring all the stuff into their room. I've got to, I've got to kind of get some tears going <laughs> and act like I'm sad. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't be like high fiving my wife. Like she's not going to be into it. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, times went so fast. I I can't believe it. And little does she know that I'm already chewing on gum. <laughs> How far away are they going? Uh, East Coast. All right, oh, okay. all right. So all the way, and that's that's the big move. And do you want us to keep, yeah. uh, keep yeah. our eyes on them? Or we'll no? we'll keep our eyes on them if you want. Yeah, like she's going to be going into college, and I'm going to be the one buying a bong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I could clearly see that this material is going to lead to another book eventually, (laughs) I would imagine. (laughs) Yeah, it's either going to lead to a book or rehab. Or rehab. (laughs) Tom Popper Rehab Facility. (laughs) Uh, By the way, Tom, when I I read your book, uh, I did text you because there's a great line that you use, and uh, and the line is, um, it's a toast being made, and uh, here's to who we are and what we'll become or what we'll be. Uh, And I texted you because it was eerily similar to a line in the movie Fandango, and I had said... Uh, you know, if you if you if this is from Fandango, it's a great nod. If not, you need to see the movie. And you got back to me and said, "Well, I need to see the movie Fandango." I'm guessing you haven't seen that yet, probably. No, no, I haven't. I highly yeah. recommend. Yeah, you just yeah you you wrote a really nice a really nice note, and you're like uh, the. Apparently, you've seen Fandango or something. I was like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. You definitely want to see that. I'm pricing bongs online. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it, do they explain how I can microdose? <laughs> well, the book is great, and you should get it. It's a nice, entertaining read, and uh, it's called We're All In This Together, so make some room. And then, of course, Tom's going to be, like we said, at the uh, Freeman Arts Pavilion in Selbyville. That's his Sunday. This Sunday. At 7 o'clock, and it's a, it's a make good, and Tom always makes good, and you can go to freemanarts.org uh, to grab your ticket. So, cool. Uh, listen, man, good luck with everything, especially with the, uh, you know, your your upcoming party <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> Yeah, I I really think I should um I should check back in with you all like mid to late September <laughs> and and I'll give you a report on how how it's going and then you can figure out how you can get rid of your family. Too. All right, too. <laughs> I I will tell you this, we will be very disappointed if we don't hear soon that Tommy Lee has stayed <laughs> An intervention for you. <laughs> We're going to want to know. You just took it all away. Uh. <laughs> enjoy the rest of your summer. Go get some ballpark nachos. Get some right. gummies and enjoy your life. All right. All right, Tom Papa, thank you very much, man. Have a great show. Love it. Love it. I, I have not thought about it in that uh in those terms, with the, <laughs> being an empty nester. Oh, my God, that's I've never heard of Fandango either, and I had to look it up on uh, IMDb. That looks like a fun movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. Kevin Costner, when he was a young man, and, uh, yeah, it's a... It's a, it's a coming-of-age sort of film, and it, it's it's a, it's a one of those iconic films. Yeah, uh, Judd Nelson's in yeah. it, and, uh, yeah, a bunch of other people that, uh, that you might or might not recognize, but, Casey, it's a real quirky, cool, okay. interesting movie. I love, and, and apparently, I was I was talking to our buddy Brian Miller. Uh, there's like a um, 
Uh, there's like a convention coming up for an anniversary of it. For Fandango? Yeah, for Fandango. Oh, really? I'm, I'm like, that has a big, you know, like Big Lebowski type following? It, it was there's like, a Fandango cult and there has been for a while. I did not yes, know that. Yes, absolutely. That's, it, it is very much uh, revered. Yeah. I definitely want to check that out. All right. Well, listen, uh, before we, we do take a break, um, I wanted to mention something today because, uh, listen, there's a national day for everything. Yes. Uh, we, Casey is just it, mentioned it, National Chili Dog Day the other day. Is it national? National National Day? It's not National National oh Day. God. But it is, and I kid you not, All right. National Big Forehead Day. <gasps> Kathy. Kathy. You a-hole. What, what does that mean? No, no, I just thought maybe you wouldn't want to know about it. August 3rd <laughs> well, in this, is National Big Forehead Day. That's in why this? you were keeping it a secret, you little jerk. <laughs> yeah, it's why you wouldn't tell us. <laughs> Technically, don't I have the biggest forehead in the room? No, shut up. Well, no, well, well listen, because I think it's normal be, like everyone else in this room. I think we'll be delighted to hear some of the facts that I have about large foreheads. About giant foreheads. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. Write them across her forehead. The the holiday aims. Why didn't you do a PowerPoint on Kathy's forehead? <laughs> <laughs> Point seventy two. Oh the holiday aims to reclaim the marvelous, big, bold, and beautiful forehead. <laughs> And help people to begin to love what they have. You got to know. You, you, admit you laughed the first time you heard someone say someone had a five head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Which is, again, like, why yes. would they not either do this on the fourth or the fifth of the month? That makes a good yeah. Yeah, They've so only got stupid. one more day. Yeah. It could be tomorrow. All right. So a large forehead. Well, it gives you time to get gifts. A large forehead is considered a sign of intelligence and beauty in some cultures. There you go. <laughs> this, this culture one. right here. But downright unsightly in others. Shoot. Even okay. What? Let me ask. Would you prefer somebody with a giant or somebody like uh, Teresa uh, Judice who's got a tiny forehead? Yeah, she's got no forehead. Yeah. I go big forehead. three head over time. You would end up, I think there, there's a look that they, they're like the, the Todd Browning film Freaks. There's a guy who's got like no forehead. I think that looks, I prefer a bigger forehead. Yeah. Bigger forehead. Um, you guys. <laughs> even though. You say the sweetest things about my deformity. Ideas of aesthetics may vary from country to country. One thing is sure, fashion police around are abound in every era. So take, for instance, the women of the Renaissance. A prominent forehead was one of the most notable beauty trends yes. of the time. Uh, and I do know this. In present, we were talking about the, the Habsburgs, the, you know, the, the, so they, they had large foreheads and they also had, because of their, Massive amounts of inbreeding. Right. Uh, they all had Jay Leno chins. Oh, really? Yes, they did. Uh, portraits of women from this period featured high foreheads hinting at their beauty. But you know, like- if I ever... T- I don't often take selfies, and I rarely <laughs> post selfies because I hate them, but if I do, I cut... The like part of my head off. So do you really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, look, I'm going to take yeah, one. So I see your technique. See- yeah, yeah, yeah. You see it, Steve? Yes. I think that's a brilliant move because it doesn't look ridiculous. Preston, look. Oh, my, so I oh my the God. Forehead in half. Yeah, Kathy uh-huh. takes oh, off that's the, oh, funny. about the top 40%. Yeah, you do look a lot better in that photo, though. I did <laughs> not know. She eliminates the 40% of her forehead. Kathy, I think you're being so mean. I know, <laughs> Casey. Cool. Thanks for your support. Uh, like most Big trends, the big forehead trend was fascinating and excruciating. Uh, it involved women plucking away at their hairline to get oh. a large forehead. Oh, jeez. I would never do that. Some no. women plucked not only their hairline, but all traces of their eyebrows, which eventually caused those hairs to never grow back again. Wow, just oh. to have like a giant forehead. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Similarly, a few centuries later, Queen Elizabeth I became notorious for having a large forehead, which she displayed with an inch of its life, uh, within an inch of its life. Since she was queen and dictated the fashions of the time, large foreheads became the it thing. Everyone from noble women to maids copied her style. Some even going as far as removing the hair from the hairline permanently. Think of the paintings you've seen from that period. Yeah. That is exactly what you'd see. You'd see pronounced foreheads. But that is not the only time that large foreheads uh, were popular. Hindus have believed for thousands of years that large foreheads lead to increased success. Large foreheads usually run in the family, like the color of your eyes, uh, a family inheritance. And uh, they're unique to you and your family. Do, do you have this in uh, the family traits? Both my parents have giant foreheads, so maybe that's why I got such a big one, because they both do. They pointed out a couple of people. Mm. Okay. Rihanna and Tyra Banks. Oh, oh Tyra Banks. Really? Uh, yeah. have okay, large I need foreheads. to see this. Yeah. So that's good company. To they're, they're, yes, very attractive women. Yeah, for her. Oh, yeah. Rihanna's got a, a big forehead. Okay. Yeah. Got a five head. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and who, Tyra Banks? Yeah, so it's not just the hairline. No. It's, it's the actual. Skull. It's the actual forehead. The acreage yeah. that you have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the real estate, the real yeah, estate yeah, yeah. from the eyebrows to I the hairline. But with that comes the, the, the pulsing veins and your ability to move things with your brain. Right, mm-hmm. you're like, like mega mind. <laughs> <laughs> Make people's heads explode. Um, and that's what makes my. I feel like my wrinkles so uh, prominent. Yeah, like well, at least for me, because it there's just so there's so much there. And right. The, I mean, some yes, and and that's when I look. And I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm just going to get Botox and see what it looks like. And then no, it doesn't happen. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, you hear stories. Not, Neil Patrick Harris is up on the uh, screen here. Yeah, and yeah he's got a he's got he a does. big he's forehead. Got a big forehead. Yeah. Tom Papa has a big forehead. Well, he's a, got a bald head. Yeah, so before he, when he was, was good looking, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the the creases in your in your forehead, uh, Kathy. Yeah. Are, I wonder if those were technically crevasses. Part of. <laughs> <laughs> um, who there, do you call there are some people that that have them like so prominent, like deep, like crevasses, uh-huh. like and and I can't help but and they actually they look like you know what they look like? They look like a plowed field. Yeah. You know like the, they're kind of cool. Through, like, yeah. well, break just... your fingers through the sand. Yeah. Well, you know? it's, it's just years of that's where your expression is. As you yes. get old, yeah. Like you actually have prominent um lines on yeah. your forehead because your expression is always there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's saying you have a terrible forehead, too. No, no, no. But you do. You actually have a small forehead. I do. Yeah. yeah. I have a small head, period. Yeah, you do. That's why you, tiny you said head. you can never shave your head. I, like, have to get, like, kid size uh, really? baseball caps. Really? Yeah. When I when the adjustable ones, yeah. I have to go over the minimum amount oh. yeah. uh, that it matches up. You were wearing a hat that actually uh, used to have ice cream in it that you got at the Phillies <laughs> cake. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, major league cap. <laughs> that's why. That's why I was a fan of those the Dairy Queen. <laughs> uh, hang on, I'm going to go to Trisha. Hi, Trisha. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, Trisha. Uh, I just wanted to tell Kathy I feel her pain. Mm. I have a big forehead, also, and uh, mm. I do the same thing with my selfies. <laughs> oh, you, you you crop out a part of your head. I do, I do. <laughs> and also, growing up, my uh, good friend used to tell me I had a six head. A six head? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Poor thing. Well, t- cool. today is National Big Forehead Day. Did you know that? I did not until I heard it just a few minutes ago. That's too funny. Walk we, proud. We celebrate you today. Yeah, we do. 
Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Trisha. Have a great day. You, you too. too. Um, Craig Legon's text <laughs> texted me and said that Chardet has an eight head. Chardet, oh, very beautiful one. Absolutely. Um, See if you can pull it's it's spelled uh, S A D E. Yeah, yes. so with, with a little accent thing. See if you can pull that up, uh, Conrad. Uh, I hadn't noticed her. Yeah, she does have a it's big. It's big. It's yeah. not like George Jefferson. It's not Kathy Romano big, but it's large. It's not wrinkled or anything like that. I was thinking about Shaw Day. Was, was it Megamind? Was that the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Will Ferrell was the voice right. of Megamind. <laughs> That's right. There's a lot here. Angelina Jolie. Okay. Um, Wednesday Adams, what's her name? Oh, um, you're talking about the, the Selena Gomez? No, 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 no. Jenna Ortega? No, before uh, oh, Christina Ricci. Ortega. Yes, Christina yeah. Ricci. Christina Ricci, yes. Uh-huh. Um, what's the, Steve, who's the woman who had the big scar revealed on Melrose Place? Oh, oh, um, oh, yeah, uh, oh yes. Marsha Cross. Marsha Cross. Yeah. yeah uh, Marsha Cross, all attractive beautiful. women. Yeah. Yes. Will you Smith. can be beautiful and have a big forehead. I am. <laughs> <laughs> and humble. humble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We're looking at a picture of Marsha Cross. Sure, she's got a lot of forehead up there. I, I love a beautiful that. woman. Do you, you, yeah. You can't. I, every time I see her, I remember that. I, I love that moment of Beverly Hills. I mean, of uh, a Melrose Place when she took that <laughs> wig off. It was awesome. Do you think there are people that have forehead fetishes? Yes, of there's course. a fetish for everything. Yeah, uh-huh. I'll bet you there are people that that that's, that's one of the traits that they look if for. If you can hump it or hump on it, it's going to be uh, a fetish. I had a list. <laughs> um, maybe should. What time is it? Nine thirty-four. Maybe. Isn't that where giving head comes from? Oh my God! <laughs> forehead? I don't know. Anyway, well, there's uh, an Instagram account. Forehead fetish lot. Of there you go. Yeah, I, I was reading uh, a um, a it? list of things that that women find attractive in men. Uh, th- things that that you normally wouldn't think of that women find attractive in men. And uh, like there was one that she, a woman who likes small hands on a guy, like doll hands, like baby hands. Yeah. So <laughs> that reminds me of that joke. What? Yeah, I, you know, middle school, my girlfriend broke up with me. She met a guy with bigger fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I like this picture. This is clearly Kathy. That is not real. <laughs> no. There's a picture of us with the wiggles. And Kathy's head has been altered. That's cruel. <laughs> well, hilarious. The Wiggles are coming back to town. What? Yeah. Did they add a Wiggle? And my youngest wants to go see them. I think, uh, I think, think there's a new Wiggle. There might be a new so Wiggle. So what, what is the status of the Wiggles? They were just a global phenomenon. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. It's a whole new set of <laughs> uh, of, of Wiggles. wiggles. And, and different. <laughs> is it another one? <laughs> Who keeps doing this? Do they exist? Or are we just doing Wait, them Marissa's got the uh, doctored picture of Kathy. Do these already exist or are we like doing it? these? I dug up a gallery you made in 2014. About for my giant forehead? About your giant forehead. <laughs> so it's up on Preston and Steve. You guys got to go to Preston and Steve. Steve, you know what, what she looks like? She looks like RoboCop when they took the yeah. Yeah. Off of Peter Weller. Uh, yeah. Why do we have a giant forehead gallery? Kathy, who the hell knows what we were doing on, wait, it has a date, January 4th? Can our January fourteenth, my mom's birthday, two thousand and fourteen. Can, can our hell? streamers see this? What we're what we're looking at right now? Yeah, yeah we have. Okay, it up good. There right All right, now. Go, to, go to the website. If you oh go God. to YouTube, if you go to our, our website and you go to wait, our, wait, wait. our live stream, you can see what we're scrolling. Go, go to Bromano. <laughs> yeah, Bromano. <laughs> Dude, I love it. <laughs> 
anchor. Go back to the one where she was doing the interview because that one's. She does look like Robocop. She looks like Robocop with the mask on. Steve.com, right? Yes. Oh, dear God. Are we going to put that up to the front? Yeah, uh, front page. Right okay. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! Wow. Okay. Well, um, hey, the Wiggles are coming in September. There are a yeah. few of the original Wiggles on here. I see them at least two, and then uh, yeah, a whole bunch of new ones. Back to your head. Yeah. Okay. When you had the bangs. Yeah. Did you like having the bangs? Yes, oh. I liked them. Remember, you guys didn't. Yeah. I did. I didn't. Oh, Steve, I mean, um, what's his name? I didn't care. For what's him. the tiny Shh. forehead guy's name? <laughs> tiny cranium. Yeah. Hey, uh, pinhead. Preston didn't like them. Um, uh, that was just a change. Bangs were sure. in at the time when I cut them. Um, but yeah, it was great. It covered my giant forehead. <laughs> we're looking at a side by side picture, Dear Kathy. God, I do not take good pictures <laughs> with her exposed forehead and with her bangs. You're a good sport, man. <laughs> oh my God! No, you do take good pictures. The one you had for the Sixers as your uh, when you were the in arena host. Yeah, yeah. That was like your official picture. My official. That picture. was a great yeah. picture of you. You know what's funny? I just found those. I found a stack of those. The the headshot that's on this uh, gallery that's on MMR. I found a stack of those. I had to clear out um, my office, and I found all these old pictures. Mm. It's wild when you do, so you had banned pictures obviously taken, mm-hmm. and, and so like I found old. This is years ago. Old headshots from stand up comedy and. So, yeah, Jesus. I shared with you guys the most recent one that I found uh, not that long ago. I have not shared it online oh, or anything right. like that yet. I should put that out because that one's, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was pretty hot <laughs> when the picture was being taken. Yeah. Oh, my God. Almighty. God, yes. A lot of mine, I had a mustache. I remember I remember seeing that one black and white uh, headshot of you with a mustache. It looks very strange. It looks yeah. really strange. Uh, for, I, I like, no, I, I, this, this look... Which I'm gonna when I check out eventually, I'll still have this shaved head, no facial hair. By the way, speaking of hair, Nick, what happened to your hair earlier today? What was it? What was the moment? I, honestly, it was uh, my day got off to a rough start, mostly because of the pretzel and apple thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I just went into the bathroom and took a little sink shower okay. and splashed some water in my face and, and mopped my hair up a little bit. I felt like uh, I needed a, a restart. You did, yeah. It was looking pretty bad. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I've said this before, but I shower at night, and, and my hair is relatively short now, so I get bedhead every morning. Yes, that's one of the liabilities. You, yeah. when, you, when you had your the Fabio thing going on, Casey, it's a little bit longer. Casey um, saw me wearing a hat last week or the week before. Yeah. He's like, I don't think I've seen you wear a hat in three years. <laughs> in a long time. Yeah. I get worse bedhead when my hair grows out, actually, when I have the short. Well, yeah, because when it's, when it's longer, it's yeah. like floppier. It's more likely but to kink up. Nick's was really long, so it yeah. stays weighted down, I guess, so. Casey, yeah. You had your head shaved for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? No. Oh, really? Really? Okay. How's it looking now? Take your head off. Uh, it's fine. It's growing um, in. It's it's growing in. Oh, like, yeah. I, I thought like it grew in pretty quick, and now it's like uh, I think I have to I have to cut around the sides in the back. Yeah, yeah. You know, what I'm saying? Do you ever, give it a little style. Do you ever get nervous that some of it might not grow back if you do go to no. that extreme? Okay. No, because uh, look how great Steve looks. You know, like, well, thank you. Yeah. Okay, like you could rock a, a bald head if you wanted. Uh, I th- no, but I think people would just get used to it after a while. Right. You know, I think yeah. at, at first people were like, whoa, uh, that looks weird, uh, and then after a while, it just becomes the norm. Just remember, if you ever feel uncomfortable, stand next to Kathy. Yeah. 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 Now I feel a lot better. <laughs> You'll be looking at her forehead. Yeah. The picture from yesterday. Take a look at uh, me and Casey on the you outside. You tower over yeah. Yeah, somebody, somebody texted in and said, how does Nick have the biggest head but not the biggest forehead? Yeah, that's a mystery of physics. Well, you got to... 
big head of hair. It's a round. The, the, the yeah. forehead matches the size of the head. Yeah. That's why. Everything is uh, proportional. Kathy's you're, you're got giant Kathy's overall, got, you know what I mean? Big nose, big head. Like, like no one ever said John Holmes had huge balls, but he did. <laughs> did he, though? Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. Steve. Steve. What? Somebody pointed out to me on Instagram that John Holmes was on an episode of The Love Boat, and they wanted to know if you had seen that episode. No, oh, I've seen every episode, I know, I, but I this is a revelation. I'm Have sorry. we checked his IMDb? Oh, my. Yes. No. That cannot be. Somebody direct messaged me this on, on Instagram the other day, and I meant to bring it up, and I totally forgot, and I'm sorry for doing it in the middle of this conversation. That has to be a fake. I can't, because that would have been the time of his fame. Yeah. You'd have to do an IMDb and see, but he's probably got like a thousand credits because most porn stars do. And as you scroll through, and then you couldn't go to the Love Boat because they had a gazillion guest stars and there'd be too many people. No, you could go there because he would be, uh, in all those other movies, he would be himself. And in this one, he would be a character, would he not? But they had his name. Well, yeah, you're true. They had the actual actors' names. Okay. Uh, it, it, it blow- I know Peter North was on Small Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> he's already scrolled through like a, like 50 or 60 yeah. credits and he's, yeah, I don't know when that would be. So so if we're talking about the height, the heyday of, no, actually, this Love Boat would not have been John Holmes, the height of his career, Preston. You think about the time of Boogie Nights. Yeah. It is the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're Cisco. Look, we're scanning through this stuff. Do you want to give me some of the titles of movies he was in? Yeah, please. Uh, <laughs> Confessions of a Teenage Peanut Butter Freak. <laughs> Episodes of Oriental Kitten. <laughs> you know, these were in, when they were a little more. They actually had a plot. The titles. He yeah. was. He, there was. He was. There was a time, as depicted in Boogie Nights, where he was a a detective or a private detective. I think he was out of it by the time Let Me Tell You About Fat Chicks 5 was out. <laughs> uh, no, I can't say that one. But um, yeah, now, 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 now he's back in 1971. Love Boat yeah. wasn't on in okay. 71. No, it started in 77. Well, hang on. When was yeah. the first year for Love Boat? It says 77. There was a All TV right. movie called The Love Boat in 76. It was actually the, the series. him and the pilot. <laughs> there was basically the book. There was a book written by the real life Julie McCoy, okay, basically, and about what goes on on these cruise ships, and that begot the Love Boat series. Oh, you know what? You can actually search within porn uh, the Love. Uh, so, what's the guy's name? John Holmes. John yeah, H O L. Yeah, do that case, and we'll keep scrolling no. through this. No, yeah, he's not. That's he's, fake. All right, that's it was fake. a fake thing. Some, yeah. Somebody <laughs> fell for it. Somebody doctored yes. a picture of <laughs> the guest stars at the beginning of the Love Boat, <laughs> yeah. and they put John Holmes's picture. <laughs> And wrote John Holmes in the font that they would have used on the show. It's a great job. I just found it hard to believe, no pun intended, but have him on a love boat. Okay. No, they had Andy Warhol. So who knows? Yeah, they had some weird people on there. They sure did. Yeah. All right. You ever see the good, the bad, and the horny? Breaking news. news. What? I wanted to wait until I thought that this uh, break was about to end and go to commercial. All right, it uh, is about to end. So the 2023 Broadcast Pioneers Hall of Fame Gala is coming up in in Philadelphia. Yes. And uh, this year's honorees... Uh, into the hall, and, uh, and I guess inductees into the Hall of Fame include one Mr. Rodney Bird. Hey! Get out of here! Hey! 
Our friend Michael Comstock from Indre Recording uh, sent me this uh, screen capture. Awesome. In addition to Rodney. He's going in with John Holmes. With John Holmes. Uh, <laughs> Debbie Calton is also going to be inducted. Uh, oh, our, yay for Debbie. Also our friend Mark Zumoff. Oh, Super so. well deserved. I and know all these people. Especially thrilled. I was thrilled for all of them, but Rodney, for God's sakes. Rodney, for God's sakes. Yeah. I'll I mean, never it, forget when uh, Preston and I were flying back. We were uh, on a golf vacation in Florida. Yeah. And it just so happens that Rodney was on our flight. He wasn't with us. And I turned to Preston and I go, well, now I feel good about uh, flying home. I said, because if anything's wrong with this plane, Rodney's going to fix it. <laughs> Rodney will fix it. Well, that's huge. Congratulations, yeah. Rodney and Debbie and Zoo. That's all, huge. All well-deserved. Oh, I yeah. actually had a dinner with Rodney when we were down at Universal. And uh, his his career of, you know, self-taught stuff, the tech stuff, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he's a major asset. There's so much that we would not be, have been able to do over the years without Ronnie's input. No he's question. He's an asset beyond assets. Yeah. And I'm not just saying ass a lot. That's awesome. Congratulations, gang. Alright, we do need to take a break, so we will do that. On the, and on a high note there, uh, happy National Forehead Day. Yes. Big, big forehead <laughs> Thank day. Thank you. Uh, we'll come back My with day. the Bizarre Files. Stay with us. Tonight at 6, it's the Preston and Steve Flop Championship at the Valley Valley Forge Casino. Watch as 12 MMR listeners take the plunge for a shot at the cash prize. Plus, wear your swimsuit to take a dip in the pool, pre and post flopping, and enjoy a special MMR-themed menu at the food truck inside the Valley Beach Poolside Club. Doors open at 5. Must be 21 plus to attend. Join Nick McElwain tomorrow from 8 to 10 at the Beer Garden in Eakins Oval for a special Pearl Jam theme night. Powered by Milk Boy. Check out the Oval every weekend, Friday through Sunday, for family-friendly events now through August 20th. Sponsored by Parks and Rec and the Philly Parkway Council. Hang with the MM Army Saturday from 2 to 4 at Rita's of Mayfair, 7112 Frankfurt Avenue for an MM barbecue ticket raid. Enjoy your favorite Rita's treats and enter for a chance to win a pair of tickets which will be given away every 15 minutes. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you this morning by Sports and Social. You can cheer on the fight and just steps away from the stadium at Sports and Social and Live Casino and Hotel Philly. Watch the game on a 52-foot big screen with Budweiser, cocktail specials, giveaways, memorabilia, and more. Steve, get your line ready because <laughs> several cows were killed, crippled, or stolen after gunshots rang out on a Charlotte County farm. Oh, my God. It's another catastrophe. It is. Now, it listen, is. That's really sad. Um, it, it's, it's actually very messed up. So the owner said that the shooters pulled up on something like a swamp buggy and opened fire, similar to a drive-by shooting. What the hell is cows. that about? So was it like, a, like a, a competing farm or something? No, these cows were pets. They were not raised for oh. beef or anything like that. Oh, uh, there are currently no leads on the shooters, and the owners are offering a $10,000 reward for each person t- tried and convicted of killing the cows. It's Kim and Joe Lewis. I like cows. And they're just their pets. Uh, the Lewis's cows uh, graze. They live a peaceful life. However, in the early morning hours of July 19th, several of the peaceful cows were senselessly killed by a shooter or shooters. I hope they find them. Kim said, I woke up to gunshots. Several sounded like a machine gun. And so I got a shotgun, of course, and I noticed them running, going in circles. Some of them were falling down. Some are obviously injured. And I couldn't shoot because I had the gun, but the cows were between me and the shooter and I didn't want to send them back to those people. What kind of lunatic? Yeah, totally. They're just, uh, they're psychos. They're, they're 
That morning, three cows died, followed by another dead cow the next day. A fifth cow died recently from injuries. Also, one more cow still may, may need to be put down. All of them were potentially killed as a result of the shooter or shooters, and they are still at large. Deputies believe the shooter or shooters responsible for killing the cows were on some kind of a buggy or ATV because of the tracks they discovered at the scene. So That's horrible. Hopefully they will get them. Last Friday, a couple recorded footage of two men leaping off a boat seconds before it exploded. Wow, that's like a movie jump. The Yeah, totally. The unidentified boaters were struggling to put out a fire on their 21-foot Baja in West Grand Traverse Bay, Michigan. Uh, Nathan Greenward can be uh, heard yelling, it's too late, guys, it's too late, get off the boat, it's going to blow. Ah! As flames engulfed the passenger area, the two jumped off the side into the bay. Seconds later, the boat exploded. Uh, fortunately for the couple, uh, they picked their for the, the yeah the couple picked up the two men. The couple and yeah the couple and brought them back to shore. Yeah, a couple. Lake Marine couple. Services removed the destroyed boat and uh, yeah everybody was okay. A Pennsylvania man is continuing to heal from injuries involving a bear attack that happened in his garage. Oh, man. John Schwartz encountered the bear moments outside his Montour County home. Schwartz walked into his garage to turn off a water hose, unknowingly startling a hungry bear rummaging through his trash. What's in this fridge? The startled bear bit Schwartz on top of his head. Oh, wow. As it quickly made its way out of the garage. Uh, Schwartz ran into his living room to his shocked wife, who quickly called 911 and frantically helped cover his wound. Uh, his wife, Lori, said, we'll never forget it. It was horrible, but we're lucky. And I'll never forget you. That it's all that happened. Uh, he has a couple of wounds, but they'll heal. Uh, John was taken to the hospital where he received treatment for bite marks on his head, including a tetanus shot to avoid diseases or illness that the bear may have had. Yeah, you don't know what's going on there. Uh, you know who that bear slept yeah, with. Come yeah. on. Uh, police responded to the scene. Within hours of the attack, a Pennsylvania Game Commissioner uh, uh, officer set up a bear trap to try and capture the bear responsible for the attack. Uh, the attack. The trap is Ooh, filled a big with... pile of salmon. Well, it's, no, actually, it's filled with donuts. Donuts. And sugary oh. syrup. There you go. And they said the smell of the sweets will attract bears to the trap. Did it work? Not yet. Okay. They have not done it yet. But dummy, for Christ's sake, it's a bear trap. Uh, John said that despite being attacked, he doesn't necessarily want the bear to be euthanized. Yeah, that's very sweet. He said it's very understandable as to why it did what it did. I surprised and it... uh I surprised and it surprised me. Oh, I surprised Is the bear it. smarter than this guy? And it surprised me. <laughs> I surprised <laughs> It had one way. I surprised you. You surprised me. Is that what you're attempting to say? It had one way out and that was through me, he said. So he doesn't want the bear to be hurt. This is a terrible story. A man sexually assaulted a mother and her teenage daughter on a nine-hour Delta airline flight. What? According to a $2 million lawsuit filed against the airline. What was he doing? The lawsuit accuses the airline of gross negligence. The court documents allege that attendants on a flight from JFK to Athens, Greece, blatantly ignored pleas for help from the plaintiffs, a woman and her 16-year-old daughter, and continued to serve the man drinks despite him being noticeably drunk and belligerent. The attendants served the clearly drunk man who was seated next to the plaintiffs 10 vodka drinks and a glass of wine. Uh, the man's behavior was increasingly aggressive throughout the flight, and he verbally harassed and inappropriately touched both women. Uh, the unidentified man who mentioned that he was from Connecticut, yelled and made obscene gestures at the plaintiffs and demanded that the daughter tell him personal information, including her address. And when the teen's mother informed the man that her daughter was a minor, he drew, he drew attention 
from other passengers when he said he didn't care. That's horrible. And proceeded to reach over to the 16-year-old and grab the mother's arm. The plaintiff told Delta flight attendants that the man was making them feel unsafe and requested he be removed or to be not removed, to be moved and cut off from alcoholic drinks. But they simply told them to, quote, be patient. How long was the flight? Nine hours. Oh, my God. That's insane. Preston, I rarely do this, but I'm going to have to ask you to check your text messages right now if you have a second. Okay. Hang on a second. Oh, the one that I sent? Yeah. Okay. Uh, give me just... Oh. <laughs> it's uh, Kathy. Here you go. As a cone head. Thank you. That'll be, up, uh, that'll be up on the website shortly. Uh, so anyhow, this guy wouldn't let up. He kept uh, he kept uh, harassing them the entire time. Well, they have a case, uh, clearly. The mother requested the flight attendant change their seats, but they allegedly said that there was nothing they could do. A different male passenger volunteered to switch seats with the teen, however, and sat between the man and the mother for the remainder of the trip. After the plane landed, Delta staff allegedly allowed the intoxicated man to exit the plane without uh, alerting local authorities or U.S. law enforcement about what had happened. Uh, oh, they offered the mother and daughter 5,000 airline miles as an apology. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so now they're going to be sued for $2 million. <laughs> and that is what I have in the bizarre file. We will break and come back in a second. We will get to the lesson question, see if you've been paying attention to the program today. We'll get uh, trash and music news too, so stay with us. See what you've been hearing with WMMR.com's video on demand. Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, Thursday morning, you zip them right by. Next thing you know, we'll be in no sad bro territory. And tomorrow we'll be recapping the uh, Belly Flop Champion. Yes! Uh, tonight, Valley Forge at the Valley Beach, Valley Forge Casino. Uh, come on out. Five o'clock, when doors open, free of charge, 21 and over event. We would love to have you there. So we're going to do today's lesson question. The prize that we give away is a four-pack of tickets to the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. Um, and that's August to October 29th, by the way. The question we'll go with today is, how about this? What was uh, Tom Brokaw's one-word response to the Lindsay Lohan outfit of the day? O-O-T-D. <laughs> 
fact, he said it several times on our show this morning. Number of times. One word response. 215-263-WMMR. If you happen to have heard that, then you should call right now. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Running by Monster Mania Con. See the biggest names in horror this weekend at Monster Mania Con 55 at the Doubletree in Cherry Hill. Tickets are available online at monstermania.net. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, boxer Adrian Broner using TMZ Sports to apologize to his girlfriend, Treya Jaray, for an indiscretion in Las Vegas saying, quote, none of these bitches got nothing on you. An interesting side note, Broner's first job is writing greeting cards for Hallmark. Oh, yeah. While Ethan Slater is dumping his wife, Lily J, for Ariana Grande, he also made it clear that he wants to co-parent his one-year-old son. Slater says people tell him you can't have everything you want in life, but he believes you can if you're a scumbag. Oh, yeah. And finally, top Beverly Hills plastic surgeon Dr. Ben Talley reporting that his business has exploded as a result of A-list actors booking procedures during the SAG strike. Talley says, says there are a lot of familiar faces around his office, and most of them are in the garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the phone, see if somebody knows the answer to this. What was Tom Brokaw's one-word response <laughs> to Lindsay Lowen's OOTD, the outfit of the day, 215263, WMMR's number. We'll go to David and see if we can get an answer. Good morning, David. Good morning. All right. So what was uh, Tom Brokaw's one-word response to Lindsay Lowen's outfit of the day? Boner. Boner. You are correct, David. Hang on. That means you, sir, are going to get yourself a four-pack of tickets to the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. That's August 19th through October 29th. In Mannheim, Pennsylvania, get ready to live the excitement and adventure of jousting nights and royal delights. You can buy advance tickets at parenfair.com. All right, let's get to music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Paramount Pictures. Cowabunga, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem is in theaters now. And you can get your hands on and shell on the big New Yorker pizza. Back for a limited time at participating Pizza Hut locations. I will start with Wolfgang Van Halen. His band, Mammoth WVH, has released a music video for the song I'm All Right. It is the band's, it's on the band's sophomore album, too. Uh, the music video depicts the musicians entering into a battle of the bands. Wolfgang said, I think it's really funny that the lyrics are quite angry, but delivered through the lens of a sort of comfy rock song. If there ever was an anthem for myself about standing up for what I believe I should be doing, as opposed to what people expect, this is certainly the song. And apparently, his mom, Valerie Bertinelli, makes a cameo ah, in the video. So I um, Valerie Bertinelli. I would like to see that. Um, Metallica has launched the debut episode of their new podcast. It's called the Metallica Report. It's a weekly insider update directly from the band's Northern California headquarters. Hosted by two of the closest members of the Metallica family, Renee Richardson, director of philanthropy and the band of the band's uh, All Within My Hands Foundation, and Stefan Shirazi is a journalist and editor of the band's online magazine. 
In addition to the uh, most inside and up-to-date Metallica news, listeners are encouraged to submit questions as well. Uh, you can check uh, Metallica's socials for a new episode every Wednesday. Interesting. Yep. And then one last story, and this is it. Rob Halford of Judas Priest has re-recorded Living After Midnight as a duet with German metal queen Doro Pesch. I'm not familiar. No, neither am I. Uh, it will be on her upcoming album called Conqueress, Forever Strong and Proud, and that's out October 27th. Uh, Living After Midnight was originally released, released on Priest's 1980 platinum-selling album, British Steel, one of my all-time favorite album covers ever. What is that cover? It's a. It shows a razor blade, right. a really large razor blade, and a hand going over, and it looks like the, the, the blades are cutting into the hand, ah. and it just says British Steel on it. I always thought it was such a badass album cover. Um, it's been covered by several artists, including L.A. Guns and Disturbed, so Living After Midnight, a cover of that song with Rob Halford uh, re-recording it. I like Anne Murray's Snowbird cover uh, album. That's uh, that's uh, there. It's a uh, scene of baby seals being clubbed. Oh, yeah. and um, yeah, brings back memories <laughs> of childhood. Yeah. yeah, you know, you know, Bill Weston gave me. Uh, you know, I, I've talked a lot about this um, Van Halen, Brian May. Uh, oh yeah, the, song that it, uh, yeah. So just by happenstance, I'm in Bill Weston's office the other day, and he has copies on vinyl of that exact record. Wow, the version that I've been, you know, saying is one of the great guitar exchanges of all time. Yeah, but the cover, the album, you know, you, I, I remembered that from decades ago, purchasing it. That's something that's lost. Totally. You know? I agree. And you just don't get it anymore. The artwork was very, very important. All right, and that's it in music news. And we have a final break to take. We're going to come back in a second, wrap up the radio program, get your letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. So stick around. It's coming up next. It's an MMR concert event. Disturbed. The Take Back Your Life Tour, August 21st at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Special guests, Breaking Benjamin, and MMR has an amazing concert fan experience. The unstoppable Keg Crusher Grand Prize. A four-pack of the best seats in the house. Passes for your group to hang at the Keg Crusher Bar with unlimited beer and barbecue. And we'll also throw in four signed set lists and other merch, including an autographed guitar. Listen to win a pair of tickets and qualify each afternoon with Brent Porsche. And again, all this weekend, text DISTURBED to 39333 for a link to all the details. Plus another chance to enter to win and get qualified for the grand prize. Presented by 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. It is creeping up on 1030 on this uh, Thursday morning on the Preston and Steve Show. Today has been a... Fun program. I've enjoyed it today. And and dead tired, man. I woke up at 2 a.m. It sucks when that happens. Couldn't shake it. Couldn't get back to sleep. Tried. And uh, so just came into work. And I'm I'm fried at this point. But fortunately, get a little bit of rest time before our event tonight. All ready to go for a little party. Sometimes when the hours are... And obviously, we have the sleep number beds, and they're great. But obviously, sometimes, occasionally, with our erratic sleep patterns, that will happen. Where you will just... Your body's says, okay, we're up now. That's very and that's rare. it, yeah. But it, it happened last night, so uh, I'm happy I made it through the show without falling asleep. <laughs> it was actually, it was the light coming off of Kathy's forehead. Oh, my yeah. God. That's so mean. <laughs> that kept me awake uh, through the morning. It's like the great Gatsby with the green light across. I would like to thank Marlon Wayans. Yay! 
Hey. Being on our program today, he is going to be at the Parks Excite Center on the twelfth. It's a Saturday night, and uh, the show's eight o'clock. Tickets available at parkscasino.com. And then we had Tom Pop on, hey. who is loved to death. He's going to be at the Freeman Arts Pavilion in Selbyville. <laughs> it should be Shelby. It was on his website. It was it was Shelbyville. Good uh, in Delaware Sunday. <laughs> Sunday, August 6th at 7 o'clock. Tickets at TomPapa.com if you'd like to order through that. No problem. All right. Uh, letter of the day? I got right. you. Case is going to handle that, and let's get it now. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right. President Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. V, as in Valley Beach. Ah, very good. Uh, I want to thank, uh, well, let me tell you what the prize is first, then I'll thank our sponsors. All right. Um, tomorrow, we're going to give this away. Let me tell you about Fat Chicks. <laughs> tell you about Fat Chicks. Fine. <laughs> A four-pack of three-day tickets to see Jelly Roll. Yes. And Many more artists at the Tidal Wave Music Festival, which is August through the 13th, on the beach in Atlantic City. Jelly Roll is performing live on Sunday the 13th. Uh, tickets are on sale now, and you can go to TidalWaveFest.com for complete details. Uh, text JELLY to 39333 for a link to Sarah's recent interview with Jelly Roll and another chance to win a pair of three-day tickets. So do that, why don't you? Now I can thank our sponsors. Uh, the President and Steve Show is... <laughs> we're keep looking at these pictures of Kathy with the forehead. Uh, President Steve Show is brought to you by Duncan. The President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also by Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Band. Citizens Bank Park August 16th and 18th. Tickets at phillies.com slash Springsteen. Uh, tomorrow in our program, we're going to recap uh, the Belly Flop Championship. Oh, yeah. Which is tonight at Valley Beach, Valley Forge Casino Resort. Come and join us. Doors open at 5. Free admission, and uh, we would love to see you there. Uh, we'll also have uh, comedian Gary Owen in oh, the studio nice. tomorrow, too. So it's going to be a fun day on the program. A No Sad Bro Friday. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. Pierre's in next. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career slash USBP.